Hi, it's Scott. It's Monday for me right now. On Thursday, I talked for six straight hours on the Drunken Peasants 1000th episode. And then on Saturday, Drew and I recorded this podcast, which unexpectedly, or maybe kind of expectedly, went for over five hours, which is why you're getting it in two parts. So hopefully you listened to uh, part one yesterday, and now you're getting uh, part two now. And then yesterday, I talked for 11 straight hours on the Sunday Twitch stream I do pretty much every week with uh, YMS, Adam, Adam Plays, etc. And uh, during which on the Twitch stream, I was informed that uh, Drew and I's, Drew and I's, me and Drew's, Drew's and my, I guess, Wrestling bookings for this coming weekend were canceled, which uh, for a variety of reasons we uh, stand to lose a fair chunk of money on. Uh, and were Drew's first bookings in literally over two years. So that's why you're getting this energy level for the intro. I'm pretty sure we're more upbeat in the actual podcast, so uh, so stick around. It, uh, hashtag it gets better. Um, but yeah, so I guess I'm glad we, uh, did the request thing so we can, I don't know, break even on money, I guess. Um, if anyone feels bad, we, uh, we ain't, don't worry. And if you don't, don't worry, we do. Um, we ain't too proud to beg. So if anyone feels bad and wants to send a little something, you, uh, certainly can at, uh, paypal.me slash not Scott Henson. Um, otherwise in, enjoy the, uh, part two of the, uh, of the first batch of four of the, uh, current iteration of the, uh, all request spectacular. Uh, I think in the first half we made it through a total of four movies. <laughs> so, uh, enjoy the, uh, the other seven from this batch. And then we're back, uh, back next week with another 11 all things uh going according to plan so thanks and we'll uh we'll see you soon and i uh do believe i uh open this half episode uh by saying asia's funny asia's funny asia's funny <laughs> speaking of funny asia kung fu hustle 2004 kung fu hustle Brought to us by Yummy Child. Uh, this is the one I wrote the most notes for, so we should get moving on it so I can read all the notes. <laughs> FPS, a lot of the notes are me just saying lines from the movie. I mean, there's some good lines. The uh, This is a very different Chinese movie than the last one. Yes. I just, my, literally, my first note in all caps, God damn it, do I love dance fighting when it's not whites. Yes. They do some real fun dancing and fighting in the in the opening. Bit. Yes, they do. My first note is about the absurd fake ass on the gangster's girlfriend and how much I loved it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's not a real Chinese ass. No, 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 no not at all. Uh, I I like when he said uh, he would never harm a lady. And then blasts her in the back. <laughs> and then I and then I wrote, maybe he meant her face. <laughs> <laughs> he would never hurt a lady's face. <laughs> yeah, just full on blows her away. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. 
so yeah, so so the bad guys are the Axe Gang. I I I love I love uh, Asia's obsession with uh, gimmicked bad guys. Like we're the Axe Gang. We all have axes. Yeah. The end. We only kill with axes. Yeah, and like all the bad guys in uh, in the Raid Two. Oh yeah, everyone like the baseball one and yeah. and the mace yeah. and like yeah. It's great. They can't just have guns. No. They gotta have a gimmick. You gotta have a, a gimmick. A character. Yeah. And they all have cool axe tattoos. Everyone's the Repo Man. <laughs> Bunch of Repo Men and TL Hoppers running around. Yep. Uh, yeah, they all have axe tattoos on their chests. Yeah. Uh, so, ooh, I mean, I, I literally wrote down zero plot points. I just wrote down <laughs> funny things. Uh, my... What I thought was the funniest thing, and something I will probably actually put into practice in my life at some point, is <laughs> is uh, so there. Uh, there's this small town, uh, sort of over overseen by this bitch landlady and her slumlords. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah, slumlords. Yeah, and her and her husband, and uh, she clearly wears the pants, and he's just a, a creep that uh, that goes around town and and. and does what he wants and uh at some point he's just like watching a woman change yeah he's he's creeping around the showers yeah and uh and then the the wife catches him right or is it just someone else the wife catches him yeah the wife catches him and she's like what the fuck are you doing out here he's like oh i was uh checking for peeping toms (laughs) making making sure there's no one uh watching women shower around here anyway time to go I, uh, so good. I, yeah. I, what I, a great excuse. Did you watch this dubbed or in original? With... Original. Okay. I watched it dubbed. Interesting. Because I've seen them both, like, okay. multiple times. I'm a, sub, Subs, not dubs. Uh-huh. So the, the English dubbing of that, li- that line oh. is, uh, I, I literally wrote down a quote, quote, quote. <laughs> uh, like, what, what are you doing here? Someone was complaining about a creep watching the ladies in the shower. Did you see anyone? And she points at him, and he goes, yeah. "Those are baseless lies." <laughs> <laughs> Did you see anyone? Those are baseless lies. Yeah. And uh, before that, he sees like the like one of the younger girls walking by, and he says, uh, "Oh, you sure have grown up. Come visit me, and we'll play doctor." <laughs> Uh, can we talk? Uh, can we talk about the grill on one of the girls? I just wrote though them chompers in all caps. <laughs> them goddamn chompers. That was a mouth. Her her upper palate oh. is like eight inches in front of her lower jaw. Yeah, like those teeth were like the most front buck I've ever. It seen. It was a real seat. I I felt bad. Like. Th- Mickey Rooney would not do her justice. No, that like yeah, he would have had to, to double the size of those teeth <laughs> to be her. Um, the other one that I wrote was uh, oh, when the slum lady after she catches the husband, yeah, and she's like going through the town, and that one like nerdy dweeb is complaining about the water, yeah, and he's like, landlady, there's no water, and then she goes like. I'm going to cut the water down so there's no water on you know, Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Wednesday Friday, Friday. And then half rations on Tuesday, Thursday, yeah. and whatever. And then she's going around uh, 
like, you know, you're behind on your rent. You should, like, if you don't pay up, I'm going to kick you out. Yeah. Whatever. And then there's the, like, the, 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 the clothing, like, the garment maker guy. And it, then, it, oh, sorry, is, uh, would that be the, is that the local gay? The local gay. Who, she, <laughs> who is my favorite who character. she then says, so she says to the, the guy who's making the dumplings. Yeah. Like, you pay up now or I'm going to kick you out. Yeah. And then the gay guy comes out and she goes... Same thing applies to you, you little faggot. <laughs> oh my god! I believe she called him a fairy in the in the original in the subs. While in the dubs, wow. it's faggot. Wow, that a girl. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then I just wrote chef kiss. <laughs> yeah, I wrote uh, in quotes. Uh, local gay man is is, is, man. is my favorite character in any movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's, uh, Stephen Chow, who is the director, writer, star, yeah. cinematographer, cater. He's a real Neil Breen. <laughs> yeah, any, um, uh, any, any names with, uh, with an S or a C <laughs> in the credits are Stephen Chow. Stephen Chow. Uh, so he is like a, a, a weird street kid loner and his fat chubby friend who may or may not be retarded. No, I think he's. I think he might be. I think he's just fat. He's just slow. I don't even know if he's slow. I think he's I, slow. I think just. I think certain types of fats are just portrayed that way, but they don't. There's not actually a mental deficiency. Put stop slowly raising your finger towards me. <laughs> <laughs> local gay over here look i can either be the fat retard or the local gay you cannot make me both. all right i'll make you the local gay That's... retard <laughs> um, i would love that under my name on the news <laughs> when they're interviewing me thinking i'm part of an anti-mask protest yep, with your giant beard yep um it's even bigger than it was when it was on the news. That's true. So, so yeah. So Stephen Chow and his big fat friend yeah. are like you know street street hoodlums. Yeah. Who are like trying to scam their way into becoming rich. So yeah. they pretend like they're in the axe gang. Yeah. So that they can like bully the town into giving them money and get a free haircut and get a free haircut. <laughs> so the his friend like yeah a fat guy who they've. Painted, painted on the axe giant tattoo. axes yeah. on his big fat tits. Yeah. Uh, and they go to get a haircut and they're, they're trying to bully the nerdy barber into giving them money. Yeah. And uh, my, my, one, my one of my favorite lines and a line that Kelly and I quote all the time is when he gets angry, he like slams his hands down and his tits just like Oh, the tits jiggle. are amazing. And so Stephen Chow goes, whoa, hold the boss's, hold the axes, boss. Like, <laughs> ca- calm down. So like, oh, it's so good. Uh, so yeah, so then the town sort of like the slum lady comes and they, they say like, hey, these guys are trying to scam us. So she comes down and he's like, listen, lady, like I'm in the axe gang. Like you don't want to mess with me. Yeah. And she goes, yeah, right. And so she starts hitting him with her sandal yeah. as he's like giving information about I'm going to get my I'm gonna get my boss here. Bam. He's yeah. going to kick all your asses. Bam. bam. He's going to steal the city from you. Bam. So then like just completely out of coincidence, the, the axe gang shows up. Yeah. And then he goes like. So he uh, throws a uh, firecracker, like, over a fence yeah. to prove that he's, like, I don't know, dangerous. <laughs> and it accidentally blows up the hat of the leader. Yeah. So then when they show up and they're like, who threw it? And he goes, oh, the, the, Damn, the lady. The, she did bitch. it. So he goes to confront the lady who then, uh, the ter- turns out, 
that the members of the town, the, yeah. the, the guy who's making the dumplings, the strong man, I guess is what he was, like the human um, mule. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to call him. He's like doing all the hard labor jobs. He is the human, human mule, mule, but now I'm just going to go look up human mule and fur affinity and see what I get. So. And, the, and the local gay... Yeah. Uh, plus the two slum lords are like secret kung fu masters. Yeah, it, it's, like a, it's like a it's like a it's like a refuge for retired kung yeah, fu masters. But like none of them knew. Yeah, no, they didn't even know each other. So like, there's so five masters of kung fu unaware living in a city of each other. Like you know, close quarters and completely unaware that any of them are yeah are there. So they uh, kick the asses of all the Axe King. Yep. But then it's kind of weird because, like, they... Like, it's never really fully explained why they have to leave. Yeah. Like, it's I know that they leave because they're afraid the Axe Gang will come back seeking retribution... But if you can just very easily kick all of their asses... Yeah, then what's then the issue? why would you leave? Yeah. Yeah. Unclear. Like, that doesn't make any sense. So uh, I did accidentally gloss over uh, one of my favorite scenes mm. when uh, Stephen Chow is trying to prove to them that he's in the Axe Gang and he's challenging people to a fight. So yep. like, all of the town folk are there, and then he goes like, you know, ah, I'm so like I could beat any one of you. He's like, who wants a who wants a fight? Who wants a fight? And he goes, hey, you little guy, what you want to fight? And then he stands up and he's like seven <laughs> foot. It's the, Yao Ming. Yeah, and he goes, hey, nobody likes a liar. Sit down. <laughs> and then he goes, hey, oh, like oh, four eyes, and it's like some old man. And he goes, how about you? You want to fight? And he walks through and he's just like fucking ripped. jacked. And this is jacked guy. Yeah. And then he goes, ah, you're not a challenge for me. Get back in. <laughs> Line. And then he goes, hey, like, little kid, how about you? And the little kid walks over and he's fucking the jacked. Kid is also jacked. Yeah. Like, the same body type as the old man. Yeah. And then he goes, ah, oh, there's not a challenge here. There's no one. Yeah, like, you're, oh. all, you're all babies. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> there, there's a, there's a human mule for you. Oh. <laughs> is, it a, is it a woman with a dick? No, I, th- it I think... It looks feminine. Let's see. Is, let's see if it's listed as... Uh, Trans or MTF. Uh, Mule. (laughs) Let's look at all the tags. Mule, boy, guy, male, solo, masturbating, masturbation, penis, cock, donkey, horse, hybrid, equine, pinup, pinup with a hyphen, come, coming, and pre. (laughs) No, pardon me. Uh, Adult, NSFW, commission. Those uh, are all the texts. Okay, gotcha. So, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's feminine looking, but there's no, there's no, Tits or okay. whatever, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm gonna keep looking and see what else I can find. Okay. <laughs> uh, a couple lines that he throws out during that scene is, uh, uh, oh, he goes, uh, he when he when he challenges the tall guy, and yeah. then he goes, uh, lucky you, uh, you're important to the economy. <laughs> And then uh, the goes, hey, you shrimp. Yeah. And then the other, sorry, and then the, the, when he stands up and he goes, hey, there's one thing that I can't, that, that really bothers the hell out of me, it's cheaters. Uh, <laughs> and then when the, yeah. when the slum lady's beating him up and he's like, uh, 
he he's like, uh, you know, I'm in the Axe Gang, and she goes, Axe Gang, my ass, bam. And then he goes, you're gonna be in for a real like real hurting. And he goes, hurting my ass. And then he goes, you know what? You like something, something like you really date something, like, date my ass. And then he uh, then he says, uh, like, look, look out, there's a snake. And then she goes, snake my ass. <laughs> That was, that's really good. What do you think about this absolute showed? I like that it lists his proportions. Six foot eight, four hundred and thirty pounds. Now that's a mule. That's a mule. <laughs> that's a human mule. That's a human mule. Let's look at the tags on this one. Uh, buh, buh, buh. <laughs> do we do what? we have time for all of this? I'm I'm too deep. Uh mule, horse, donkey, pit pony, mining, miner, mine, labor. History, worker, work, draft, harness, collar, tack. Oh, all very technical. Not even, I mean, I, I see no mention of penis, despite... Uh, despite it being prominent? Despite it being prominent. What, what, so what's the actual uh, ref sheet say? We got, it's, a, it's a coal mine mule, uh, strong man build, uh, six foot eight, uh, 430 pounds, uh, sloping nose... Uh, lighter. Pom- I'm sorry. One of the tags is sloping. No, th- this is stuff actually written on the picture. Oh. It's it's a like it's a reference sheet. Yeah. So yeah, good stuff. Oh, I only needed to go one further. You spook yourself? I did spook myself a little bit. This one's uh, this one's a lady. Okay. Um, with a penis. No, no penis. It, it it's uh, it's just lady, but I still wasn't ready for it. <laughs> Wait, hey, where are you going? Shut up! Do you have other mule porn? <laughs> I charge my phone, and I don't know where my charger is. Oh. Well, you should, uh... Should have thought of that. Oh, and he showed me his butt. So, how can we describe this? So, it, it's a... <laughs> so, it's a, a largely, uh, like... Anthropomorphic human mule face, big ears, uh, long hair ponytail... A uh, big old set of tits, uh, then the most ripped abs and thighs you've ever seen, uh, carrying two like heavy buckets, uh, and then fully human hands and feet, Ooh. which is always off-putting. Yeah, I don't know if I, like, I don't know if I care for that. I, I never. It, it, when the rest isn't, it's like it. I, I, look, I, I get you have a foot fetish. That's <laughs> fine, but it doesn't work with the rest of what you're doing. It, there's a lack of consistency. Here, here's what I'm talking about. You need about. to be into hooves. Yeah. <laughs> Your thoughts. Uh, listen, you jerk off to whatever you want, but you don't get human hands and feet. Yeah. Also, this one's like Gotta uh, be the like a 3D computer rendering, not a yeah. not a drawing. Drawing. Uh, it appears to be an, an actual, like a real, like a photo background, and then the uh, the CG art in front of it. But um, but yeah, the, the 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 feet. What do you what are you doing? Can I... Uh, can we back to the task at hand here? Where, uh, uh, where were we on Kung Fu Hustle? Uh, so... <laughs> Look, it's it's not my fault that you said human mule. <laughs> That's what I will make sure that going forward I never mention don't, any form of hybrid. Don't say anything I can look up on Fur Affinity. Mm. That's the rule. Uh, Scott Henson pegging. Hmm. Well, it's worth a quick... <laughs> um, 
So during the f- during the fight when they're kicking all the Axe Gang's asses, yeah. there is some exceptionally awesome uh, like bamboo slaps to the face. Yeah, like some real good like lo- it's like a yeah yeah you know because like, each of the kung fu masters has their own like special trait like the 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 gay the gay noted local gay man has like the sort of like rings that he uses to hang the clothing on and he puts them over his yeah, forearms. Yeah, like stack of iron rings over his forearms. And they give him like, you know, like hard power to hit with. Yeah. Then the uh, the guy who makes the, the dumplings and stuff has like a big bamboo stick that he uses to roll out the dough but then also uses it to kick some fucking ass. <laughs> yeah. And then the uh, the big, mu- the, the human who? mule. The human <laughs> mule is literally just like jack the shit super strong and can do like flying kick. Yeah. Um, and then uh, this slum queen can, like, make this supersonic scream yeah. that just, like, fucks you up. Yeah, so and the, the li- lion's roar, I believe? The lion's roar. Yeah. And the, uh, the pervy husband has, like, just kind of... He is also Flex- good at fighting. <laughs> flexibility, like he's just good at like dodging. Yeah, like, I guess. Yeah, you can't really hit him. Yeah, his his defense stats are maxed out. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So during the fight scene, he's got like this massive uh, bamboo pole, and there's some real good like whippy, snappy, yeah. like smacks in the face with it. That uh, I would not want to be an extra taking that, even if it's not like fully real. That still yeah. seems like it would sting a little bit. And if there's one thing we know about Asian, uh, modern Asian action films is uh, safety's not of anyone's concern. Uh, As ca- it case be. in point, any Tony Jaw movie or also the Raid movies. Yeah, exactly. Even though those were made by a guy who's British, um, which is crazy. So uh, then. Uh, they go crawling back to the Axe Gang to tell, like, the big boss. Yeah. And, uh, surprise, surprise, they're in an opium den. Way to play into the stereotypes, Axe Gang. <laughs> uh, th- yeah, then I wrote, is his fat friend just a giant mentally challenged guy? Because I feel like he doesn't talk. Not a he lot. He walks around, like, kind of, like, dopey. Like, like, that's, ju- that's just how, uh, lesser evolved cultures portray the fat stop pointing <laughs> um the, like, yeah. there's an intrinsic link between fat and retarded that is sometimes accurate and sometimes not um yeah then there's um so yeah the axe gang kind of decides that like you know they realize oh shit like there's kung fu masters we should probably go fuck them up yeah because, like, we're the big bad guys and, like, they shouldn't be able to run their city like we run the city. So, uh, back in the town, yeah, now is where they kind of decide to, like, disband for whatever fucking reason. Yeah. And um, they are all kind of having, like, this this big, like, uh, town. Like, the town doesn't want them to leave, obviously, but they're deciding they need to leave. And then uh, there's some excellent homophobia in this where uh, <laughs> the... Uh, the slum queen is like kind of bullying them around, especially the local gay man. And he's got yeah. on red underwear. Mm-hmm. And so she says, uh, red panties. Is that so they can find your ass at night? Very funny. Very funny. <laughs> very, very funny. <laughs> that's just, that's just good writing right there. <laughs> just perfect <laughs> that, writing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so then Stephen Chow and Big Fat Retard decide to sneak back into the city. 
or into the town uh, over the course of their sort of uh, getting kicked out and embarrassed they get into a fight and separate and Stephen Chow goes into the uh, well, it's, it's like a traffic cone above the street that they live in it's something that doesn't exist in the west but yeah it's like a giant boiler on top of a street light yeah i did not understand what was happening there i but, thought it was uh, for like catching water but then i was like but then where does the water go? exactly yeah so he's in there and he's like punching and kicking and he's making all these like massive hand indents of yeah. like all of his strikes into the thing and it turns out that like when he was a kid he got this book from a street vendor that was teaching him a certain way of kung fu that he had sort of just like never used. Yeah. Like he and learned then, and, it and then he was sort of kind of passive about uh, violence. Yeah. And I, I think the implication was the vendor thought he was scamming him, but it was actually a very legit yes. kung fu. Yeah. Like he thought it was yeah. just like a bullshit pamphlet and it yeah. turns out that it was like a real thing. Yeah. And the guy is like also a master. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when they, they, they sneak back into the city and they're kind of trying to... I think we're glossing over the most important part of the uh, Stephen Chow youth flashback. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was where he, uh, he, he saved a girl from getting bullied by uh, bringing the bullies onto himself. And it was at this point I wrote, uh, well, we can uh, check off a uh, group pissing on a boy. Because <laughs> yep. that happened in a, there. Uh, a weekly occurrence for Scott. Yep. Yep. But am I part of the group? Uh, good day. Or am I the boy? Only you know. <laughs> Only you know the truth. I'm a I'm a pissing switch. A pissing switch. <laughs> yes. Gross. Uh, so then uh, I uh, I like to call my mouth the unisex bathroom. Oh God. No. No. Okay. So the the girl is a mute who he has a crush on. Yeah. And she has a crush on him, but it's one of those things where like. He, he doesn't understand how to, like, you know, like, when you're a, a younger kid and you're, like, a girl likes you, so you bully her. Yeah. Because that's how you, like, because you don't really understand Yeah, you're like, oh, to... what do I do with these feelings? Like, I want to show her something, but I don't know how to show it properly, so, uh, so you kill her. I'm going to hit her. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to strangle her to death. <laughs> yeah. Um, then, so, yeah, so they're sneaking back into the city, and they're trying to figure out, like, you know, these kung fu masters, they, they need to figure out, like... I, I think he, he, like, wants to be a part of the good guys. Like he wants to be a good guy. Yeah. He wants to fight with the Agency Axe gang. But then he's also, like, mad that he's been embarrassed by the Slum Queen. Yes. So he decides that he's going to, uh, he wants to kill her. Yeah. He's going to assassinate her, and then that'll prove that'll the Axe That'll ingratiate gang him to that, the Axe that gang. That he's, like, like, uh, like a worthy of being in the team. Yeah. But then he sort of, like chickens out last minute that he yeah. can't do it. He's going to he's going to throw a knife at her. Yeah. So he gives the knives to his retard friend who's <laughs> going to throw them. And this leads to maybe one of the best scenes of the entire movie. It's very good. Where you only see in frame the yeah. fat friend and he's got the knives. <laughs> it is very well shot actually. And he's he's going to throw them. So he he throws the first one and it bounces off the wall back into Stephen Chow's arm. Yes. And then he's like, Ugh. so then he gets the second knife and he goes to Just throw it and lets it go behind him. Reaches back. And then it, no, like, the, he throws it yeah. and it goes behind him and into him. Yeah. So then he gets the third one and he goes to throw it and he stabs it into his arm. Yeah. And then just throws the handle. 
That's right. Yeah. And the, and then she goes like, "Who's throwing a handle at me?" And turns around. <laughs> yeah, the only one she notices is the handle. Is the handle. And so the knife has come out of the wooden handle and is jabbed into his arm. Yeah. And then he goes, "Ooh, that looks like it hurts." And he pulls it out and puts it back in <laughs> and just leaves it in his arm. So now he's got stabbed three times. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. That was great. Um. So yeah, then they. Uh, what else did I write here? Uh, so I wrote the Chinese have bizarre taste in comedy, and by that I mean the chase scene, where he's running away from her at like, you know, Roadrunner. Literally, comical... like yeah, cartoonish Roadrunner, like cloud of dust around. Yeah, like the... leg. You can yeah. see like legs running in a circle, and so he like runs away from her because she sees that they're trying to like kill her. I guess. Yeah. And uh, then she runs, and she's super fast and catches up to him. But like, I don't know. Is that funny? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. Just seems so like kind of dumb. It was just I don't know if it was just to like establish the cartooniness of it I or guess. what. I guess. But yeah. But uh, the Chinese like weird things. They do. Um. So what did I, what did I put? Uh, so yeah, we're back at the city now, and the. Uh, the three other masters are leaving the town. Mm-hmm. So they're all saying their goodbyes to each other. And what uh, what has it turns out is that the leader of the Axe Gang uh, is like this this beast, as they call him. Yeah. Who's uh, also a master, but has like never really been seen. Or, yeah. Or like it's just, he's sort of like a myth. He's just whispered about. But uh, he they decide they're going to hire these assassins, these two brothers. Yeah. Who play, I can't remember the name of the fucking. Yeah, it's like. A... It's like a Chinese lay down like violin type. It's, it's yeah, like it's like a weird. Bass, but it's a violin. It's yeah. It's like a I don't know horizontal harp. Yeah, a horizontal harp. Yeah, because because you you they're they're doing this. It's a stringed instrument. They're playing it with their hands, and it's like a big table that it they is play. Called a konghu. Oh, of course, it's konghu. Konghu. Who doesn't know that? It is. Uh, what kind of idiots would know a konghu? A Chinese multi-stringed plucked instrument of the harp family it's one of the many many chinese instruments that makes the same noise they like there's there's 473 chinese instruments every single one besides the gong makes the bing bing bing. like it's they all do that it could also be known as a guzheng of course guzheng i think that's the province they're keeping all the uyghurs in Possibly. Uh, what problems are they keeping all the Wiggers in? Uh, uh, Malibu. Malibu plus one. <laughs> True. Good answer. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah. So they're going to hire these two brothers who play one of them and are assassins. Yeah. So as they separate, uh, the, the the big muscular guy, and the, you know, it's sort of like a uh, the end of the Incredible Hulk television show where it's like... All three of them are sad, walking away in different directions. Yeah. So as he's walking, you see, you you sort of hear, like, the music, and then you're just sort of hearing these, like, whoosh. And as he's walking, like, you hear a whoosh, and, like, his shirt gets cut. Yeah. And then, on the sleeve, and then his shirt gets cut 
on the side, and then his hair gets cut. Yeah. But you're like not seeing anything; you're just hearing the noise. And like the visual effects was really cool. And then yeah, I, I put that like for the whole movie, like the effects are just the right level for this type of movie. And and the time, like yeah, two thousand five. Yeah, four. Four. Yeah. Uh, CGI wasn't the best. It yeah. was good, but not great. Yeah, and this is good but not great, and it also works for this type of like over the Comedian, over the top yeah. cartoony movie. Like if they were like, yeah, it'd be fine if the effects were like amazing, but it's fine that they're not, and they're just like good enough for yeah. what this is. Yeah, it worked. It works really well for what it is. Yeah. Um, then the worst part of the movie happens, uh, which I'm uh, not going to say out loud because it's too depressing. No, you have to say it. <sighs> A kitty's on the roof. Yeah. And the kitty jumps off the roof, and as he jumps off the roof and he, and he goes out of frame, you see his shadow get cut in half, and yeah. then blood splatter all over the wall. It's bad. Poor kitty. Yeah. Poor, poor kitty. I turned the movie off, so you're going to have to oh, walk I me through the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, even though I've been talking the whole time. <laughs> it's your favorite movie. I love it. I, I, I love it, too. I fucking love it. I, I had seen it once before. You're probably not that far removed from 2004. Uh, so it was uh, nice to watch again. I've seen it. A hundred times? I'm going to say ten times. Pretty good. And probably like within the last five years. Have you seen Shaolin Soccer similarly or not no, as much? No, I've, I've maybe seen that twice. Yeah, I think I've also just seen it Have you once. seen CJ7? I have not. Have you seen Journey to the West? Center of the Earth? Have you seen the other one that he made a couple years ago that wasn't very good and no one liked? No. Oh, okay. Should I see that one? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think, I think people liked it. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, and then he realizes that he's being, like, you know, shot at with these, like, sort of... Because uh, they're not... They're not real weapons. Yeah, but he's being shot at with like I don't know the power of rocking. (laughs) Yeah, but it's creating these sort of swords. Yeah, like sabers, scimitars, stuff. Yeah, Yeah. being shot at him. Yeah. So then they have this big this. Oh no! So like as he sort of realizes it, it's almost too late. Yeah. So he gets his head cut off. Yeah. And uh, he dies. And then the other two sort of like aware of the presence of him being killed. Like, you know, just sort of like a spidey sense. Yeah. Uh, They they rush back over and then you get like probably the best fight scene in the movie. Yeah, it's cool. Like the guy, you know, he's got the rings on his arms. He's got the bamboo sticks. And then the music sort of like ramps up and they're sort of going a little bit more hard with it. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, like, bam, and then they shoot a bunch of arrows. That yeah, it gets, to, like, yeah, it gets, like, very frantic. Yeah, they have to dodge and block. And then uh, eventually the, the the local gay man, um, he gets shot a bunch with them. Yeah. And he get, he's down. So now it's just the, uh, the, the, the bamboo stick guy. So he's he's running and he's as he's like running he's like smacking him away out of his RIP human mule RIP human mule uh, he's like running and smacking them out of the air and deflecting them and yeah. you know and then they do this one big because like, no because one, no one's been able to like get close to them is no, the issue yeah, like they've been at a distance the whole time just sort of like def- playing defense yeah so he's running like running and blocking and he gets really close and he's like right up to the point where he's ready to like you know give them the old kaplow yeah and they've like uh like 
uh, kick like so they're they're sitting like uh, cross legged, supported by the thing. They like kick it up so one's standing holding it and the other one's playing it. Yeah, and he does this like big elaborate like yeah, and uh, just as he's about to get there, and it like just like fucking throws him all the way back, shreds him to pieces. Yeah. And he, uh, and now he's completely down. So they're like, ah, we, huh. we, we completed our task. Like, yeah. Time to leave. And, uh, here comes the fucking slum queen. Yeah. And she's, uh, like p- pissed. And so they're <laughs> she's like, in fact they're pissed. Like, oh shit. We should, uh, it was the old, like only, like only I can abuse these people. Yeah. Like this was her, like, Face turn. <laughs> yeah, you're an outsider. Yeah. You can't do like, this. Hey, yeah. I may hate this complete faggot, <laughs> but he's my faggot. Yes. So uh, you that's, know, what, that's, that's what I say to people about you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then uh, she, uh, so you know, they're kind of like panicking to get it back back set up, and they're like, ah, you know what? We've got we've got one amazing trick up our sleeves. So they like do some big like. You know, like he he like flips the bass like a cool black guy in a jazz band, <laughs> and then he uh, gets his hands out and he's like, you know, like doing like big hand gestures and building up the tension as she like uh, runs towards them, and then as they're just about to release, she like sucks in all this air yeah. to release the 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 lion's growl roar the lion's roar. Uh, and they release like an army of undead <laughs> Ming Dynasty like spirits. Yeah, and she just Pretty like sick. lets out like the big huge lion's roar, and it just like evaporates them. Yeah, blasts them back. Yeah, into, fucks like, them up. Fucks them up. Uh, and then you like you know they they've been defeated in theory. Yeah. Um, and then they go and realize the other two masters like. Are like the the bamboo master's hands are like completely shredded, yeah. And the the local gay man's butthole has been completely closed, <laughs> so he can't even enjoy his uh, gay, his gay bathhouse. Trips. Now, now he has to be a top. Uh. <laughs> he doesn't want that. No, he's too femme for a top. Exactly. Uh, so uh, the now the slum lords realize that like you know they have to take it into their own hands to stop the big bad. So they go to their clubhouse and they uh, they confront the beast. Is it called the beast? Is that what they call him? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So there's like a big showdown in the club where he's like, like you don't you don't really reveal what his power is until way later. Yeah. But he's like, they, you know, if they're moving at ten times speed, yeah, he can slow down time to like avoid their hits. Yeah. Like they're very quick, very fast, like very uh um, like aggressive, and he can just very easily like He's sidestep their dodge, strikes dodge, dodge, and then yeah. just give them one hit and they like go flying. Yeah. Um so yeah, there's like uh they go in, challenge into a fight, there's like a huge fight scene where he ultimately just like kicks their fucking ass. Yeah, there this this one has an amazing uh face punch through the floor. Yes. So good. Yeah, the the face punch is really good. There's the build-up to sort of like the, uh, like, uh, uh, they've beaten him type thing. Of yeah. The, so he's like, he kicks the dude's ass. He's completely, like, uh, the beat up. 
And then he's kicking her ass. And as he's kicking her ass, there's like this old school, like Chinese bell that is like yes. displayed as like a you know like a, a treasure or like a, yeah. a, a, a something that they have displayed. So every time he's hitting her, she's like smacking the top of it with her hand intentionally, intentionally. So, so like, like, what's the deal? Kick here? in the back, smack. Like you yeah, know, punch, yeah. She would like spin around. Smack. Yeah, like t- like take a shot from the guy, hit the bell. Yeah, take a shot from the guy, hit the bell. Ooh. Yeah, like, uh, very intentionally. Yeah. Uh, so then when he's, like, sort of, uh, like, getting cocky and whatever, the the guy gets back up, gives him, like, one big shot that he, like, back, like, uh, pushes him back, and then yeah. we pan back to them. He's holding the bell, and she's sucking air in to do the lion's roar through the bell. Like a megaphone. Like a megaphone, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah, very clever. And it hits him and, like, pushes him back a little bit. But then he just sort of like stands his ground and like, yeah. oh fuck, oh, shit. like even our most we powerful that, thing, we thought that was the one. He couldn't even stop him. Yeah. So then he just like you know, blah, 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 beats the shit out of him. Now they're both fucked up. Yeah. And uh, it's like at this point where Stephen Chow is like, he's he was mad at his friend. He kicked his friend out. He's all alone. He then sees the mute girl again, but he like. <laughs> doesn't realize it's her yeah even though she's a mute girl in the town he grew up in mm-hmm. um so he like they he tries to rob her and then she like pulls out this box that has this uh like giant uh lollipop in it that he gave to her when they were kids yeah and he still like doesn't realize it's her like <laughs> just thinks of this dumb mute girls giving him a lollipop or something so he smacks it out of her hand it explodes and breaks and she's all sad and then uh he like goes and goes and talks to the boss of the axe gang and like he's trying to prove his worth uh so then he like tells the beast where they live mm-hmm so that he can, like, prove that he's, like, a part of the team. But then they sort of just, like, keep making him do bitch work. Yeah. So he has to, like, clean up the mess. Yeah. And, like, but he's, like, wants to prove that he's, like, he knows Kung Fu. Yeah, me too, guys. Me too, guys. So the Beast goes to the slum town to, uh, with, like, the whole gang. Yeah. To try and, like, just... Just kill them all. Just fuck up shit. Like, yeah, murder everybody, take over. Yeah. And uh, at this point, like, Stephen Chow sort of has, like, a... A, a Jesus moment, yeah, where he becomes the Chinese white savior, <laughs> literally, because he goes from wearing all like crappy, shitty bl- clothes, black, to just like all white. Now, now he's yeah. full on Jesus. Like, and he pops that shirt off. Pops that shirt off. He has no more facial hair. He gets a haircut. Yeah. So uh, he realizes that like he he's like he's Neo. Yeah, he's Jesus. He's the savior. So he goes to the town and uh, and and hide. Gets there before the axe gang, and he like hides everybody and gets the kung fu masters like out of there so that like they're not in the way of of the the impending violence. Yeah, and uh, then he just sort of like shows his face and is just like, oh hey, like. You're uh, you're this big bad motherfucker. Well, guess what? I'm Jesus fucking I'm, Christ. I'm magic. So uh, he then just like beats the shit out of all of the axe gang. Like some really like very very cool kung fu. Yeah, stuff. with like so you know like fifty on one type fights. But he's got the power of slow motion now. Yes. So he just like as they're throwing punches, he's just like avoiding and just sort of like a. 
like a push, and they like go flying. Yeah, flying off a balcony. <laughs> yeah, like he kicks all their asses. It gets down to him and the beast. Who then it revealed that his power is that he's a toad. <laughs> he's that, got the power of being a toad. He does have the power of the toad yeah. on his side. Like he can jump really high. He's got and like his reflexes. like his neck inflates. Yeah, like he, like, like he gets down into toad a style toad position. <laughs> and he like yeah he like grow. Like his... go ahead, go ahead and look up human toad. Ah, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, we don't have time for this. All right. But you can keep looking. It's fine. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I was going to. So yeah, they they have this big final showdown where, uh, like, it's it's re- sort of like Stephen Chow like doesn't quite have it. Yeah. Like he's getting his ass kicked. Yeah, he's losing. And then he sort of has this realization that like his kung fu power is that he can just get his ass kicked. Yeah. That, like, he he can get beat up forever, and it just doesn't affect him. Yeah, it's like when Homer went into boxing. Yeah, exactly. Except for uh, against Ritter Tatum. But, uh, yeah, he he can just keep taking punishment, and it, like, doesn't affect him. So, like, he's getting hit, and he's sort of, like, chuckling and smiling. Yeah. And then as they get, like, back into, like, uh, the big fight, and they they go for this... uh, like, you know, he gets thrown up in the air, like, super like high. Like, into almost sp- space. <laughs> almost space. He lands on an eagle, and then... Which was sick. Just, like, takes, like, a like a one-legged, like, stance on the eagle. Yeah. And then uh, comes flying all the way back down to Earth with, like, with a... palm. Mega palm that just, like, crushes him. Yeah. Completely. And leaves a, I don't know, 30-yard-wide <laughs> handprint in the ground. Uh, which then makes the the beast realize that like oh maybe I'm not the ultimate kung fu master yeah and that he then begs to be taught by Stephen Chow yeah <laughs> to like be shown the way of kung fu so uh, yeah it's like one of the the most enjoyable movies I've ever seen in my life like n- there's no boring parts. No, There's no, lots it, it's of great comedy. It, it's always moving. It's always like funny and silly. Yeah. Um, and there's some legitimately cool action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it really yeah it hits a lot of stuff and a lot of homophobia. What do you mean about that? I think that's gross. <laughs> that's more of just a toad though. It's not that anthropomorphic. It's not. It's just a big, big fat. Oh, I'm. I didn't even occur to me. I, I guess it's a vor thing because, like, ah. the, stu- the stomach is really lumpy. So I'm guessing that's some people he's eating. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who doesn't like vor? Four tags. Frog. Uh, pardon me. Uh, five tags. Frog. Toad. Vor. Belly. Whoa. <laughs> so that was Kung Fu Hustle. <laughs> Alright, enough of the movie I loved. Which takes us to 2019's Beyond the Law, okay. coming to us from now Chairman let's go to a movie Meow. I hate. Sure. <laughs> Scott, uh, who the fuck is Johnny Mesner? He's a guy. <laughs> who the, the fuck? He's a tough guy. Is he a guy who lives in China and they were like, put him in movies? <laughs> I, uh, I, th- I think he was in. Even though this wasn't a Chinese movie. No, if, but it feels like it could have been. Could have been. Uh, I think he was in one thing a long time ago. Ah. In the eighties, he was in like Commando. He was like he was like he was the big guy in something ah. in one literally one thing. Good. What's um Johnny Messner up to? 
is here we go. Uh, <laughs> well, don't feel too bad for not knowing. Uh, Johnny Messner, born April 11th, 1970, is an American film and television actor best known for his portrayal of a muscular military man in the 2004 film Anaconda's <laughs> The Hunt for the Blood Orchid. I've seen it. I've, of course is you have. Is that the have. one with David Hasselhoff? Maybe? Should I? I don't know. I've seen the one with David Hasselhoff. Is it like an actual cast member or is it a cameo? No, nope, he's the actor in it. He's not listed in the okay, cast. So I've seen the one. That must has be a different Anaconda sequel. Yep. Yeah. So, oh, so Johnny Messer is like the star of Anacondas. Cool. Yeah. So that's where we know him from. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the movie starts with uh, the graphics for conservatively ten uh, production companies that I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which to me is always, always a good a start. Good <laughs> uh, can I tell you what my very first note was? Hit me. Uh, is that fucking Christopher Titus's dumbass brother? It was. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Zach Ward, maybe? Is that his name? Something. Um, but yes, definitely was. So... Uh, I uh, I hated this movie. <laughs> it's it very bad. Um, I enjoyed the uh, so it basically starts with like a, a kid getting well, like a a kid teenager twenty something whatever a, a younger part, guy who's a part of like a, a a robbery. Yeah, and they for whatever reason put him in charge of hiding the money. Yeah, great. And move. he like uses the money or like on gambling and whores, like, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, Christopher Titus's dumb brother. So Christopher Titus's dumb brother, uh, who is doing some excellent, like, dramatic lighter play. Yes. A lot of lighter. Lot He's of got, lighter. like, a flip lighter. A lot of lighter work. And, and, and Zippo, thank you very much. <laughs> and, um, they're not all called Zippos. That's the uh, brand name. Like, not all flying discs are Frisbees. Thank you. <laughs> not all tissues are Kleenexes. Kleenexes? It's the uh, plural of Kleenex. Ah, okay. <laughs> like, in, no, Kleenexes. Uh, ah. in, index, indices. Kleenex, Kleenexes. Could you pass Penis, me... Penis, penises. Could you pass me two Kleenexes? <laughs> Kleenexes? <laughs> Never mind. I've, I've already quit on this. <laughs> Stupid. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, like he's he's like be, right before they kill the guy, he, the he's waiting on the couch, arm like out three hours. Nice arm out. <laughs> Thanks for the time call. <laughs> uh, three hours down, only uh, only three hours remaining in in the television time limit. So we'll see if we can get another gun, or if we have to, or if we'll have to go to a decision in another three hours. I have to work at six, so a... I'm going to go to bed, and, and you can keep recording. <laughs> Show yourself out. Anyway, the guy is <laughs> just on the couch, arms stretched all the way oh, out, boy. fucking around with his letter. Yeah. I uh, I like that. Cool guy. Um. So the, yeah, we get some uh, we get some Seagal who, at age I don't know seventy five, is just like fully committed to soy sauce colored hair and yeah. goatee. Uh, I will tell you that he was born in nineteen fifty two. Okay. Oh, uh, so he's so he's late sixties here. Yeah. Um, it's funny because like that's that actually is older than you 
would think Seagal to be, but his his first movie, he was like thirty five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the note I made was: uh, Is there anyone more deadly in brackets? Supposedly, because there's people that question it. Uh, that can't actually physically run, jump, or even really walk properly than Steven Seagal. <laughs> no, he is the most dangerous, sedentary man on the yeah. planet. He's like one of those fat ladies that doesn't move from the couch for 30 years, and then when she's but, sick, they have to like cut out a chunk of the couch. And take, the cou- take, take that the part of the, of the wall. couch with her, because she's grafted but to it. But also, one punch could kill you. Yes, yeah. Yeah. She yeah, she's he's that woman if she knew Aikido. Yes. Uh the next note I wrote was there is not a single man over the age of 40 that has all three of his natural hair color, facial hair color, or eyebrow color in this movie. Everyone <laughs> has at least one True. something two, is dyed. Or in Seagal's case, all, all three. Yeah. Die. So, well, Seagal's colors don't exist in nature. No. It's like that uh, black paint they invented that's blacker than black. <laughs> and he uses that on his facial hair. That's how he's so deadly. It absorbs all light. Yes. But also, he's so fake tanned. Very fake tanned. He's so orange. I mean, he's really funny looking. He's, he's really funny looking. <laughs> and I thought it was going to be another... Uh, and it was for a while, don't get me wrong. Another uh, sniper special ops where he's literally in a chair the entire movie. He doesn't get up. I don't think he stands until the end of this movie. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a long time of him sitting down. Yeah. Uh, Very much appreciated that. So it turns out that the kid who... The, so uh, uh, Christopher Shadows' is dumbass brother <laughs> is Steven Seagal's son. Is, is Johnny Messner's son. Or Johnny son. Mesner's son. The, no, no, the, the guy who killed him is... Zach Ward. Zach Ward is Steven Seagal's so bastard son. Bastard son. Yes. And the kid that got killed is Johnny Mesner's son. Yeah, famous actor Johnny Mesner. Yes. Um, the protagonist of this movie. The protagonist of the movie, who you are all familiar with. Yeah. So now he wants revenge on them, and he's like, you know, he, he's your, your typical, like, re- retired badass, used to be a cop. Yeah. And Although like, the fun twist of this that I really like and is also really stupid and like self-defeating is that he is a retired notoriously dirty cop yeah. Yeah, yeah. the dirtiest cop on the force yeah yeah the good guy the good guy <laughs> who was also a bad guy yeah that's funny <laughs> yeah so he like you know wants to get revenge uh she wants revenge good band great band okay band I've never heard a song about them I don't think uh, you you know it. Um, tear you apart. Dang it! I want to hold you close, skin pressed against Are me. Are you Richard tight. Cheese right now? This is Richard Cheese's cover of "Tear You Apart" by She Wants Revenge. Gotcha. You 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 know you know them right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he wants revenge. But yeah, he's a notorious dirty cop who's like obviously like they're all like you know they all are aware of each other. He used to, I guess, do he used to have like dealings with do stuff with Seagal back I guess. in the day. Yeah, because um, Seagal's like an honorable gangster. Sure, I guess. I bet you that's in his contract that he can't just straight up be a villain. 
hey, hey, brother man, let me uh, let me play the uh, honorable games. Also, can, okay, can we talk forever about how oh, he's native? <laughs> well, no, how like how Seagal over his career has gone from pretending to be Chinese to pretending to be an old black man. Yeah. And no one has ever gotten mad at him for either. Well, the thing is, is if he is as legitimate as he is, as they say he is. No, who would? You're not going to say anything Who to would him. challenge him? He's a loose cannon. He's going to one punch you and then you're dead. <laughs> That's like, assuming you, you don't just run away from him. Yeah. But he's full, like, old black man oh, on, yeah. on the stoop in the neighborhood yeah. voice. Yeah. Like, it's, 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 it seems racist. <laughs> Are you gonna tell him it's racist? I'm not, because well, he's deadly. Then you're then you're done. Also, DMX is in this movie. Uh, my next note is DMX is a fucking awful actor. He's not good. Also, I noted that I think he aged fifty years in the last two years of his life. Well, he was in prison, uh, not having gay sex. That ages you <laughs> multiple years. I have never seen. A guy who is so clearly molested as DMX. I love that he... His entire rap career was about not being gay. And and about hating homos. And about hating homos. And then he went to prison, he fell in love with a man. Do you remember that speculation? I do. I like all that, where it was like he has a gay lover who he's in love with, and now that he's out of prison, he's going to marry him, and they're (laughs) going to have gay butt babies. Yep. And uh, then he was like, I ain't gay. I'm just going to die instead. I'm going to die. I'm going <laughs> to die early and everyone's going to love me. Yeah. And they're going to play my songs at uh, sporting games, even though the lyrics are incredibly hopeful. Oh, very <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> that being said, he's got a lot of bangers. Absolutely. So DMX. Party up, untouchable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, X going to give it to you. Where the hood at? Where the hood at? That's a good one, too. Yep. Uh, Juice. That was a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So DMX is like the current corrupt cop. I was going to say, he is also a dirty cop. Yeah, he's he's the still on the force dirty yeah. cop. Not he's the, guy, the he, he, retired yeah. dirty cop. He just keeps snitching to Seagal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he, he gets word that Mesner's back and he goes and sort of like tells him not to. Yeah. Like he's like, hey, you know this isn't going to work out good for you so you should just like let your kid be dead. Get over it, brother. <laughs> yeah. There was uh there was a Messner and someone I don't even remember what the situation was, but I I wrote and definitely remember the feeling of, oh, these are some low energy fight scenes. Yes. It was Messner and so it wasn't Messner uh, spoiler killing Christopher Titus's dumbass brother at the end, but it was some other Oh, I think oh, it, was it was just fake Randy Couture. I think it was yeah, fake, it was Randy, fake Randy Couture. Yeah. It was just like the the henchman guy of Seagal. Yeah, and yeah, it was very low energy. Yeah, and like not like the stunt work was just like very basic. Yeah, because everyone in this movie is over fifty years old. And yeah, and dyes their hair. And dyes their or hair. facial hair or yeah. both or eyebrows or eyebrows. <laughs> um... What else did I write? Uh, yeah, my back to back notes. Um, I like that the hero of this movie is a notoriously dirty cop. Ah, and the other cop is also dirty. 
Uh, at least the movie is kind of realistic. <laughs> I like that. Uh, followed by all caps, Seagal. So much sitting. <laughs> all the sitting. All the sitting. Um, I, uh, one note that I made was uh, there was some great actor names. Like, like just like the random fill-in actors. Uh, Scotch Hopkins was I one of them. I like that. Uh, Initials after my own heart. Ace Underhill. Oh my god, these are great. And uh, Johnny Goodluck. I've heard of John. No. You're thinking of Johnny Goodtime. No, no. I'm thinking of Goodluck Jonathan, a former president uh, of Nigeria. Right, yes. No, th- different guy. Different guy. But uh, yeah, <laughs> th- those are some pretty uh, pretty sweet names. I also put uh, director James Cullen Bresick. Is the king of straight to demand bad action movies? Oh, I'm sure he is. If you look up his his resume, it's like just like a hundred titles, a just like this. Straight to demand Bruce Willis movie. A straight to demand Christopher Titus action movie. A straight to demand other former big actor who like Dolph Lundgren. Like he he's done like fifteen of them. Yeah, I bet Bruce Willis has made the most movies of all time by now. Very possible. He's like whenever I see uh, uh, like the top ten uh, new torrents up yeah. on, uh, on one of the sites I go to, I'll, I'll see a movie title I don't right. recognize, and it's it is invariably a straight to demand Bruce Willis movie. He's got to be cranking uh, like twenty a year as an actor. He's got one hundred and forty six credits. Yeah, and let me just like two thousand and one, two thousand and one last year, twenty twenty one. Sorry. 2,000 plus 21. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. I'm in. Uh, he did. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. 8 movies, eight movies in 2021. In During COVID. <laughs> 2020. 1, 2, 3, 4. 2019. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. 2018. 1, 2, 3, 4. So I mean, it's, prolific. It's four plus every year. Yeah, and you've heard of none of them. Nope, not a one. That's uh, great. Glass, of course, glass. But yeah, uh, he is. Yeah, he he literally and like, uh, I I have a friend who worked on the movie uh, that he put out in twenty twenty one called Apex. Nice. And he is uh, a massive asshole. Nice. He is the most difficult person to work with on oh, set. Awesome. That he is unwilling to do anything that is not told to him, like before he signs on to the project. So anything that is changed, like script wise, filming wise, di- like direction wise, yeah. he will not do. <laughs> he gets full and final say on like every detail of what he does, and He's it's a pro. all paycheck for him. Nice. Yeah. I hope he has a nice house. I bet you he does have a nice house. And he's probably got uh, tiny balls. <laughs> uh, so the the deal is uh, Seagal's bastard son is sort of going rogue and uh, wanting to wanting to kill the cop, and uh, which is going to cause more trouble. And Seagal's like, just shut up. <laughs> like, all you have to do is not do anything, stupid. Uh, and he does at one point say... Uh, it was funny because I watched this after an 
earlier movie where they said retard, and I'm like, uh, and I made a note. We're like, ah, oh, those were the tastes. And then 2019 Beyond the Law, Seagal says to his son, "I feel like I'm talking to a retarded child." <laughs> I was like, oh. We still got it. Those are the days. <laughs> those are the days. Those days are now. 2019 were the days, apparently. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then uh, when Messner is uh, is coming in for the uh, the kill on everyone, uh, they they tell you, oh, he's the he was the good kind of dirty cop. Ah. He was the dirty cop who uh, who who unjustly murdered the bad guys who that who he decided got away with something. Ah. So he was so he's actually pretty cool. So he's he's a cool good bad guy. A Batman type. Ah. Yeah. Johnny Messner is Batman. Um he kills Christopher Titus's dumbass brother. Yep. Uh fine. And then goes and oh and, and uh, the brother bef- before he got killed by Messner was like organizing a coup against Seagal. And I th- I believe in the first scene where Seagal stands up, he confronts the the other three guys involved yeah. in the coup and shoots the three of them faster than any three people have ever been shot in human history. Faster than physics dictates one gun can shoot. Yeah. It It was, let me be clear, it was not an automatic weapon. No, it was not. (laughs) It was three trigger pulls in a quarter second. It was great. Yeah. And uh, then Messner comes to see, uh, see Seagal at the end. And uh, Seagal kills him. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I was like, "Huh, you know what, movie? You're all right." <laughs> I bet you that was in his contract I, as well. One thousand percent agree. Yeah, I bet you that was in. Seagal his contract. was like, "I will play the bad guy, yeah. but I still get to win. I cannot die. I get to kill the good guy." That was I bet. I bet anything mm. that Seagal has never died in a movie. I would agree. Anything. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I bet G never has. No question. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, and the, the way they frame it so the good guy still wins is, uh, yes, like, they, they Seagal fucking shoots him, and, uh, but then you hear, like, the police coming, and he's like, hi, you're gonna go to jail forever for my murder. I'm like, yeah, I guess you won in that way, but in another way, you're dead. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm alive. And you, you're dead. you and your son are fucking dead. Yeah. So I'm not really sure who won. And then weird, uh, like added insult to injury for the supposed good guys. Some fucking girl who the dead son was with, who uh, had maybe uh, gotten away with some of the money Boy. or something. Uh, they just show that someone show up to murder her, and that's literally the. The yeah. cut to credit scene. Yeah, I was like, well, okay, so the bad guys win. Bad guys win always. But are they really bad guys when Seagal's on their side, or is Seagal at the end of the day always on the side of good? Always the hero. Yeah. Uh, the only final note I wrote was, uh, how do you do multiple strip club scenes and have zero not tits? a single tits? Zero tits. Yeah. You're you're insulting my intelligence. <laughs> Which, of course, takes us to 1993's The Three Musketeers for me, a Disney production. This is so, this is so, like, 
1980s and 90s Disney style high adventure movie. Yeah. Like that is what this is. Yeah. Uh yep. The the first scene like the pre credit scene I think is appears to literally be filmed in the Disneyland Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a boat going through a cave. Yep. Yeah. I like that. With a, with a Jack Sparrow type. Yeah. Uh, so then we uh, so we open on what young young pretty Chris O'Donnell yep. uh, about to have a duel because he because uh, he fucked the guy's sister. Yes, he did. <laughs> and uh, it was really a lot of the, like it a lot of it came back to uh, to LOL fucked your sister. Uh, you forget that Chris O'Donnell had like a pretty massive 1990s. Yep, like he was on a bunch of like they wanted him to be. Yeah. The guy. They I, really tried. I guess he sort of was for a while, but I... Eh, a little I, bit. I think that they they tried to make him what Clooney ultimately became. Yeah, like they they tried to, like... Handsome, white... Uh, that's handsome. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, they, like, they were building... Like, they were building... Because he was always, like, the the hot fresh young guy in the movie and they're like and this will develop to like big time leading man and like the second part never happened really not really but he was because like uh like this like he was the there were the three musketeers and he was the a hot young d'artagnan and then uh son of a woman he he gets the fuck al pacino and (laughs) good for him yeah but al pacino's blind so it was a victimless crime he thought chris o'donnell was a pretty lady because he was so smooth. And Chris O'Donnell... It's win-win. Chris O'Donnell gets to fuck Al Pacino. Al Pacino's blind, thinks he's fucking a pretty lady. Who's getting hurt? Nobody. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. And then he was Robin. And then, like, he'll be Robin now, and then Batman later. Or, uh, or... Almost. Uh, nothing. <laughs> almost. It almost happened. But didn't. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what all you got so far? Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't really. I just wrote notes. I didn't really do any plot points for this one. I, I yeah. I don't have a ton of plot. Although I, I I did write pretty early on. Uh, oh, this is going to have a lot of chase scenes. Yeah, as well, yeah, yeah. a lot of a lot of on horseback chase scenes. Uh, I wrote uh, one of these things is not like the other. Uh, In terms of the musketeers, hunk, hunk. all hunk. all. <laughs> I was someone's a chonker. When I saw that the cast was Chris O'Donnell, Kiefer Sutherland, Charlie Sheen, and Oliver Platt, <laughs> uh, I said to myself, "He better be Porthos." Of course, not because I know anything about the Musketeers or what they're about. I know their names. That's it. Yeah. I know Athos, Porthos, Aramis, and and little D'Artagnan bringing up the rear. Yes. But Porthos sounds like portly. And I was like, that better be Oliver Platt. And they delivered. I think that's the point. Is that the point? I think so. Is that... Yeah, I don't know, like, what they're supposed to be in the books. Is there a fat one in the books? I don't know. I actually don't know. I think it'd be cute if there was, but I don't know if there is. I'm pretty sure they're all, like, hot in the books. Yeah, but it's a book. You don't know. It's true. You can never know... <laughs> What's in a book? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one's ever ever bothered to read one. Um. <laughs> uh, there's a lot 
of manicured facial hair going on? Uh, yes, uh, that is true. Uh, no, sorry, I don't want to get off too much off, off topic here, but uh, back to the uh, Porthos. Uh, he's not the fattest or the ugliest man that plays that role that we will be discussing on this uh in this series of episodes. I haven't watched the other, but oh. I have to imagine Gerard Depardieu is involved. <laughs> he is. Yeah. I mean, actually, I have seen the other, but it was at the theater. You're old. You saw it when you were negative 13? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Jealous. It also... Uh... It was PG... The, the movie was PG negative 13. I, ah. I, I walked right in. Yeah. The uh, the other one also features uh, a very the, fuckable Leo DiCaprio. Uh, yeah, two of them. Two fuckable. Uh, no, uh, but no, one's mean, no, so he's no, not so fuckable. Uh, noted uh, co- uh, incest correspondent. Ah, Jeremy, Jeremy Irons. Irons. Excellent. <laughs> it's not incest if it's a boy, because you can't make an incest baby. Okay. Where's the lie? Why is everyone mad about that? Yeah. Yeah. If he wants to fuck his son, let him fuck his son. Who gets hurt? No one. <laughs> It's an O'Donnell Pacino situation. <laughs> Blind, gay incest. Same, Same thing. thing. Uh, so the deal is uh, D'Artagnan, Chris O'Donnell, uh, wants to be a musketeer because he's a fucking nerd. And <laughs> I guess his dad was. Whatever. Whatever. Get and, dead dad. And uh, so uh, Car- Cardinal Richelieu yep. has uh, basically taken over France. And uh, Louis the Thirteenth, who is the biggest fucking wiener, <laughs> is like his puppet king. Yeah, uh, which was very funny. Uh, like, like you, you, I don't think, I don't think it was supposed to be as funny as I found it. Like he was supposed to be portrayed as weak. Yeah, but <laughs> I could not stop laughing about what an absolute wiener he was. Yeah, he really was. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um. So yeah, and uh, and Richelieu like disbands the musketeers who are the king's protectors and just has like his own guard and whatever, so he doesn't have to worry about outside uh, forces. And his whole deal is he wants to form a uh, backdoor alliance with uh, England during the during this war. Sure, exactly, and uh, yeah, and and just uh, get rid of this king and become king himself. Yeah, and. Uh, Oh yeah, so and then so D'Artagnan heads into town and is uh, looking for uh, musketeers and he wants to join. Bad timing because they literally just got disbanded. Uh, he runs afoul of uh, each of the three musketeers individually, yeah. um, and cha- and gets challenged to duels by each of them <laughs> at uh, noon, one and two p.m. Uh, what's the word? Respectively, that's the word. <laughs> yeah, good job. <laughs> we did it. Still firing. Uh, yeah, and I, and I was like, it'd be... And the, the first one was Kiefer. I'm like, it'd be rad if Kiefer just murdered him in oh, the first duel. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, uh, they're going to the first duel. All three show up, and then um, uh, then they sort of... Uh, before the duels happen, they're like... Oh, because he didn't know they were musketeers at first. Yes, and then then he finds out. And he's like, "Oh, I, I, I just want to like, Oops. I, I just want to hang out. Guys, I just want to be cool." And then they get cornered by like the the cardinals guys, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, then they they fight them off and sort of form a tenuous yes. alliance and all that. Yes. 
and uh, I, yeah, I have no idea what the size of the gaps are between my notes, but there, there's a point where they're uh, where after some uh, kerfuffle with them, they're uh, they're escaping on through town on a horse-drawn cart, and uh, uh, th- through uh, and there's like a big box of. Uh, coins and whatnot i'm like oh and they and they're throwing them out to the the people of the town I'm like oh redistributing the coins to the people uh sounds a bit like um communism <laughs> and then i turned the movie off so you can take it from here <laughs> uh there sure were a lot of tits in this movie like not naked tits no but, but like, like cleavage yeah for a, lot a disney of, movie yeah a lot of cleavage like a, a lot, lot, of lot of big jumbos yeah just hanging out yeah and um Accents were everyone just kind of got to do what they want. Whatever you want, yeah. We're not we're not going to force our beliefs on you. <laughs> you do what you want. Like nobody did French. I don't think anyone's capable of doing French. Maybe Oliver Platt, but none of the people involved in this movie are good actors, except for uh, one specific uh, very loud uh, Frenchman, Charlie Sheen. Yes. Uh, no, Tim Curry. Tim Curry. But yeah, so so because typically the kind of default is pretty like historical movie. Just everyone, regardless of country, everyone's British. If it's France, you're British. Well, if it's that's Rome, because all you're of British. The big actors were, were British. British actors. Yeah. <laughs> so for a while, I because most of the first people you heard talking were British, and I'm like, okay, they're yeah. doing the British thing. But then Charlie Sheen shows up, and it was a little bit jarring. I'm like, oh, he, he is uh, Charlie Sheen. Oh, he's just doing. Charlie He'll be Sheen. doing Charlie Sheen for this movie. And I'm like, that's fine. In a, a role of a lifetime. <laughs> Charlie Sheen as Charlie Sheen. As the molester of Corey Feldman. <laughs> but only because it got done to Charlie Sheen, too. And what's he going to do? Not continue the Pay cycle forward. of abuse? Pay it forward. That's what that Kevin Spacey movie was about. Is there any... Connection? Mm. No. Interesting that it was Kevin Spacey. Coincidence. 100% coincidence. It was Kevin Spacey, right? I'm not yeah, crazy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's filled with doubt for a minute. Uh, and the, then I'm like, is... Is this supposed to have, like, some comedic anachronisms, or are they just dumb? Because, like, where, when the, uh, when the, the coach they were in, like, smashed into something, they said, uh, like, is, I guess this is the end of the line. I'm like, end of the line didn't exist until, like, buses and subways. Yep. So, like, were they supposed to be in there, or they just didn't know where phrases were from? I think you are overthinking the quality of the script. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I don't think that the person that wrote this script was uh, concerned about uh, historical, historical accuracy. accuracy. Okay, okay. Uh, on the other side of the coin, though, I uh, do find the term uh, wenching to be wenching. a very good word. Yeah. So that won me back over. Uh, I wrote... Um, stop getting captured, loser, because Chris O'Donnell gets captured two separate times. Yeah, but that's because he's not a musketeer yet. I guess. Musketeers don't get captured. It's weird it was twice. Except for in other movies they get captured. They definitely do. (laughs) So, yeah, there was that there, uh... We we get uh, the uh, the femme fatale of the movie, uh, Milady, <laughs> which is just it's her her title, but also just like her name. Yep, it's just, like that's all she's ever called is Milady. 
Um, That's what her uh, billing is on IMDb. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, played by the uh, incomparable Rebecca De Mornay, yeah. a constant Seinfeld reference mm-hmm. who uh, I had never... I don't think I'd ever seen her when I watched Seinfeld. Mm. Yeah. yeah and, and they didn't reference... Like, they didn't reference the actress Rebecca De Mornay. They just used the name. They used like, the it name. Like, it was usually like a big black woman. <laughs> yeah. Was Rebecca De Mornay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was fun... <laughs> It's fun to see a white one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's exciting. Uh, and it's very quickly uh, told to us that uh, she's a, a whore. A whore. Yeah. Who uh, who wronged Kiefer at some point. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I feel like there's a big chunk in the middle I didn't make notes. I, you, so if I go further, I'll probably miss some of your stuff. Uh, I to- like, Yeah, I told you I didn't really make plot point notes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I only have one other note written down, and that's just fucking... I thought you had a ton of notes. Not on Three Musketeers. I told you I had only a couple. Oh. Oh, it was Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah. Okay, carry on. Uh, no, I just wrote, like, anything that Tim Curry's in where he's just being a total fucking ham. It's great. Just, like, chewing up scenery yeah. and just being over the top. Like, yeah. Everything he does is amazing. Oh, yeah, these, this is, yeah, this was tailor-made for him. I, yeah, it's like they made the movie around casting Tim Curry, and everything else was <laughs> and just And the secondary. rest will figure out. Yeah, like, Tim, you do whatever you want, and everybody else is just going to follow along with you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, as they're uh, storming the Bastille, except that's not exactly what's happening, <laughs> uh, they, uh, they, they did encounter one, like, uh, underboss I was not expecting, uh... Where uh, where I found myself writing, oh, she has a Japanese. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. That was I was like, <laughs> really like seventeenth century <laughs> France. She has a Japanese. Yes, she does. I was excited. Then they uh, then they they get they get Milady and uh, they're going to uh, execute her for treason and like killer Keith killer killer and do it. And he was going to and then. Didn't because he's still sweet on that puss. But then she just jumps off the cliff anyway that they were going to execute her. I'm like, you know what? I, and maybe my fa- may f- my favorite note of any of this first uh, stretch of movies, uh, at least the woman died. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big trend on this episode. It is. Women dying. Yeah, very true. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, so then they uh, they get like all because there's the three musketeers, and then there's like the whole like big group of musketeers, like the whole the king's army basically, and uh, so they for the big final battle they did a um, I'm going to call it a poor job of uh, <laughs> hiding the reveal that uh, this big group of people that was walking out were hiding their blue musketeer <laughs> tunics under their street clothes because you saw a lot, a lot of, it. of blue <laughs> under those street clothes which I thought was fun yeah. uh, then during the big final scene well, where each musketeer is dealing with a guy um, <laughs> Tim Curry just Casually walks past all of it. As he's just, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm going to the door. Eventually, <laughs> someone like catches up with him, and, yeah. and they have to fight. But uh, I thought that was very funny. That was very funny. Yeah. Um, there's like zero 
blood in this movie. Well, why would there be? For how many sword-based murders there are. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> it's not like people don't die. No. Tons of people and, die. And it, it, but it's a lot of just like, uh. like you, you don't <laughs> see it, and then you just see them pull it back, and yeah. then they're dead. And then they fall down. Yeah. Yeah. And then they go to sleep. Who <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah. Uh, spoiler in the uh, the early '90s Disney adventure movie, uh, the good guys win, and uh, they uh, they vanquish Tim Curry, and uh, and uh, as previously stated, the woman's already dead, so that's taken <laughs> so care perfect. of. Uh, the four four of them kiss. They're the four Musketeers now, and then a uh, Brian Adams Rod Stewart Sting yeah. collab plays yeah. over the closing credits, not with the not anything to do with the tone of nope. uh, the rest of the movie. Uh, but if you you got that get, you throw that shit yeah. in the closing credits. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really, like, a big thing of, like, 90s oh, yeah. Disney stuff. I mean, fucking Michael Jackson Free Willy. Does that really make any sense whatsoever? Not unless he's fucking that whale. Yeah, he's, he's fucking the whale. And not the boy. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's rank all the characters in Free Willy in terms of fuckability. <laughs> one, boy. Two, whale. But it's close. One boy, one A whale. <laughs> that's a hot whale. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a screen-ready whale. Yeah. Like, in the way that most actors are much more attractive than the average person, sure. that, that's a hot whale. Right? Yeah, I guess. So. <laughs> They're not going to get an ugly whale for a movie. Yeah. You that's, stupid. That's true. That's true. Come on. That's true. But isn't there, there's like other examples, isn't there? Isn't there like a Brian Adams song? Was Brian Adams on fucking Robin Hood? Yeah, of course. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah of course. <laughs> we did it. Also, good. also, this song sounds identical to that. Ah. <laughs> so, yeah, he was on a real. Uh, Inappropriate adventure movie ballad kick for a while. Do you know that I've seen him in my store? Have you? I've seen him in my store. Do you... At first I said, eh, that guy kind of looks like Brian Adams. And then he that left. Guy, that guy kind of is like, Brian Adams. Hey, did you see Brian Adams? And I was like, huh. Oh, I guess I did. Guess I did. Huh. Fun. End of story. You didn't run up and hug him? Uh, no, because uh, I don't give a shit about Brian Adams. Did you, did you run up and say, you're my second favorite Brian Adams? <laughs> Next to hey, WWF's crush. Hey, excuse me, sir. Can you give me a pile driver? <laughs> I bet singer Brian Adams, having never done it before, could give a better, better pile, pile driver, driver than rest than late wrestler Brian Adams. Uh, R.I.P. Crush, but only the prison crush, not the surfer crush. Yeah, only only number twenty four, not number eight. Yeah, eight was the rapist. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's uh, Three Musketeers. So there, which of course takes us to, I think the earliest. We're almost there. We're not. <laughs> I think the earliest movie on the list so far, maybe. Ever? It, possibly the first movie, 1973's Don't Look Now. That's only if we still commit to Coming doing, from Tommy. Uh, Andre Rublev Andre will beat it. Rublev, yeah. but Carl, get at me. Carl! I want to talk, Carl. Carl! Uh, Don't Look Now, 1973. So you know it's an older movie when the, uh, when the 
title in the opening graphic is in quotes. Yes. You don't see that anymore. No. Yeah. No. Which is weird. I don't yeah. know why you would quote the title of the movie. I mean, if you were writing about it in a sentence, it would be in quotes. But it's just weird that... Uh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah I, I'm sure it has something thing. to do with, like the way in which screenplays were written or something like yeah. that. Also, now that I think about it, what's with the title? Shut up. No. It's it, got Shut the fuck up. Answer my question. Kill yourself. Would you prefer the uh, the Italian title, which translates to In Venice, A Red December? I like that. I like that too. Or even just call it Red December. Sure. But how about Don't... Call it Venice. How about Don't Look Now? I don't know. Maybe they don't want you to look now. You can look later. I want answers. Look later. You're not. <laughs> don't look now. It's strange. Pop, put that pussy on the chain wax. <laughs> uh, the first note I wrote was just Donald Sutherland. Just drowning in pussy in the 70s. Okay. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk about this a lot. <laughs> um. Yeah, like, it's cool that you didn't have to be hot. Yeah. You could have to stupid be, hair. To be a leading, a leading, leading man yeah. who got insane pussy yeah. in the 1970s. Terrible hair, stupid facial hair. Like, out of shape. Elliot Gould was considered the hottest yeah. man in the world. Yeah. Yeah. In 1974. The father from Friends. <laughs> was the hottest man in the world. Yeah. An old hairy Jew man. <laughs> yeah, it was it's it was yeah. a very different time. Yeah. I like it more because it means I would have gotten more pussy. Oh my god, so much pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. But uh by pussy you mean unprotected gay sex because AIDS wouldn't be, hadn't been invented yet to kill the black man. True. I mean yeah, up up to and including nineteen eighty. Golden years, golden. golden years of raw dogging. You can go to any, you can go to any country in the world. Name a bathhouse, no problem. <laughs> yeah, and you can have sex with literally any human being. You can go to any country in the world via walking into the plane right off the fucking tarmac. Yeah, ten <laughs> minutes before your flight. Yeah, yeah. Get there after the scheduled departure time. <laughs> Walk, I'd love to go to Cairo. Please. Drive up to the plane. <laughs> Say, could you open the door? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm late. And then, oh, come right please, on, sir. Please, we've been waiting for you. Did you? Do you have your passport with you? Actually, I forgot. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know what? It's not going to be a problem. Yeah, it's time to go raw dog on the dark continent. <laughs> 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 Good decade. 1970s. Ah, oh, Donald Sutherland getting yeah. just the so much pussy. But he's like he's not conventionally good-looking. No, looking. he's absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Uh, but that was what it was. The uh I I took an issue with like the opening conversation from this movie where Julie Christie is confused uh, by the concept of uh, how come if the world is round, a frozen pond is flat? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't and think like, that was her conversation. That was what the daughter asked. The daughter was confused by that. 
I think it was Julie Christie. I think she said the daughter. Oh, she, oh, she was talking about the about daughter having the daughter. said it. That's a little better because I'm like an adult woman like isn't getting this. But she, but then she did like go look it up in a book. No, I think she was looking it up in the book to show the it, daughter. Okay, okay, that's actually yeah, a lot better. Yeah. I'm like, okay, is like, <laughs> does Julie Christie have a brain injury or? <laughs> Is is you know, Donald a lot like Kiefer, where he's not afraid to hit a woman, or is Donald a lot like uh, Martin Sheen, where he's not afraid to uh, rent out his son to other Hollywood pedophiles? Which one, though? I'm watching you. Uh, 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 I guess it's only Charlie. I don't think I've ever heard anything about Emilio getting fired. No, Emilio him. kept the name, so he's cool. <laughs> no one wants an Estevez. They only want a sheen. They want a sheen. <laughs> I was trying to remember Martin's uh, Latino name. Uh, Charlie is Carlos Estevez. Carlos Estevez. Uh, is it just... It's not Martin. Martin it's Estevez. Not, and it's not Martin. Uh, <laughs> Esteban. Esteban Estevez. Esteban Estevez. <laughs> Which is... No, that's Steven. Um, I can't remember. I Is it just Martin. No. No. It might, it might I refuse. Be. Or it's just some other, like, Spanish name that doesn't even translate to Martin. Ramon. Ramon Estevez. Ramon, Ramon Antonio Gerardo Estevez. I, I was honestly hoping for, like, six or seven more names. No, that would be great. Ramon Antonio Jose Alberto Rodrigo. But, like, his name is that. Yeah. He's born in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Very silly. Yeah, his... His fake name is what his real name should be. Yes. He just corrected history's mistake, basically. Carlos Irwin Estevez. Irwin. Nice. So, immediately, uh, Donald Sutherland and Julie Christie's daughter just fucking dies. Yeah, it's um, very (laughs) artsy-fartsy. Yeah, here's... um, the movie's fine overall. I don't love the movie all, overall, but what I do think is cool is the editing. Yeah, it's the overlaps, the cuts. It's very, like, interesting, like, pretty experimental for the time, especially. Well, it's Italian. It, it was, it's made by a Brit, though, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, it's like the Italian style of filmmaking. Yes, yes. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it is very uh, abstract for... I mean, you see some of that in the 70s, but it's pretty early in the 70s for, like, doing those unique, uh, like, you know, taking risks and uh, weird style. Yeah, just something Um, that's not just straight ahead. Yeah. So, uh, they're living in Italy where Donald Sutherland is uh, restoring an old church. Yeah. And that's his job. And Julie Christie, being a woman in the 70s, uh, stays at home. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they're uh, in Venice. Which which apparently is a deviation from the uh, source material, book or short story, whatever it is. Um, Because I think the daughter doesn't... Yeah, the daughter... Dies of like I don't know like fucking typhoid or something, oh, uh, yeah. but she she drowns in this one, and then it's it's funny that they're they've escaped this in Venice, a yeah. uh, notoriously uh, very sinking city, wet city, sinking city. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the daughter and son are like outside playing, and they're inside, sort of like going through the like just like not like you you can sort of sense that maybe there's a little bit of tension in the marriage. 
Yeah. Like, uh, he's busy, like, looking at slides of this uh, yeah. stained glass Someone's, like, sort of acting weird the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then he just, like, as she falls in the water, yeah. he sort of just... Like, this is in England, though, not Venice. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this, the, very, yeah. the first scene. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he sort of has, like, the shinning. Like, he, yeah. uh, he senses you something You use that wrong. shin of yours. Yeah. <laughs> So he, he senses something's wrong. He runs out of the house. Um, the son runs and tells him what happened. He jumps in the water. He tries to drag her out of the water. It takes him forever to get her out. Forever! Then by the time he gets her out, uh, I wrote, uh, I guess 70s mouth-to-mouth was just kissing an unconscious little girl. Because he didn't exactly do mouth-to-mouth. He just kind of put his mouth on her and then realized it was doing nothing. Here is my version of the same note. <laughs> I wish Donald Sutherland gave me mouth to mouth when I was a little girl. <laughs> yeah, it was very much just like putting your open mouth on another person's face. And just blowing. And then just blowing and being like, yeah. well, guess they're dead. Didn't work. Yeah. And she was, in fact, dead. In fact, it was one fucking dead. Dead little girl. So yeah, then they, they go to Italy so that he can uh, restore this church. It's a, a little bit in the future, but it's not like... Uh, yeah, it's not that it's far. months removed. or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, then, uh, yeah, the, only, the next note I just wrote was uh, Julie Christie sans bra. Um, yeah. She's got uh, like a brown shirt on that she wears for a big part of the beginning of the movie. And yeah. she just, you can see nips. Yeah. Um, little did I know that wouldn't be important later when there'd be just straight up fucking. Yeah, when everything but penetration. Yes. Apparently, this was like a like quite a risque sex scene for 1973. Mm. Well, get your shit together. I'd like to see more of it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like I saw, I saw Sutherland's pubes. I was like, I was, I was keeping a keen eye for. Ah, uh, you can see both their pubes. There, yeah, there's definitely double muff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got almost, Bush for sure. I you never you and lots of the a ass. Butthole. Yeah, almost a butthole. But I, I could not detect a P or a, a, a G. A peen? Yeah, they weren't ballsy enough to show a peen. No, no, that's uh, reserved for gay gay black men who uh, direct <laughs> Michael Fassbender. Uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, so there now he's like very focused on his work. Uh, they've decided that the son is going to go to, like, he's going to stay in England and go to, like, a, f- a, a fancy boy school. A, a, yeah. A, a silly Nancy now, boy school. Did they say that up top? That's because I spent one hour mm-hmm. wondering where the son was. Thinking I was crazy and that there had never been a son. The, for a I'm moment. like, what the fuck happened to the son? And then, like, a while later, they get a call from his boarding school. Yeah, I uh, I feel like it was mentioned, but very briefly in passing. Yeah, if there, like, like if there was a stay, mention... He was going to stay in London. Yeah, in if, London. if there was a mention, I missed it and was very confused for a long time. Hmm. But I got better. Good. I, I recovered. Uh, so they're in a restaurant, and... Yeah. Uh, and they uh, more more Julie Christie than Sutherland like runs across these two sisters. Yeah, I think they're sisters. Uh, one's blind. One's blind. One's not. That's how you tell them apart. Yeah. 
That's how that's how you know you can fuck which one. Yes, you can Al Pacino one of them. Yeah. And uh, the blind one also has the shin. The shin. <laughs> and she uh, she grabs Julie Christie in the in the toilet, <laughs> and uh, says, "I can see your I can see your daughter," and uh, she's happy and she's laughing. So she's burning uh, in hell. So <laughs> so uh, quite whining. She's uh, it's you know what it's better she's dead. <laughs> she's happier dead than alive. Leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, and then. Daddy, that... Daddy can't touch you when you're dead. <laughs> well, that's not entirely true. But <laughs> it's really all about access. So making your own holes, like uh, this jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> I think it would sound something like this. And so, uh, this actually makes Julie Christie feel better, and she's like a lot more like upbeat and yeah. cheerful afterwards. <laughs> but <laughs> she, she's upbeat and cheerful for. Everything, including just like casually, cheerfully blaming her husband for their daughter's death. Yeah, she was like, "Oh, no, oh, don't, don't you remember, John? You, you, you said uh, that uh, you could, she could play anywhere. Yeah, and, uh, you said and, she could go out by the water. Yeah, but like, sort of like laughing the whole time. Like, yeah, that's yeah. a it's very, very strange. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, and then she, they, the ladies like invite her to. A, Seance, yeah, to come to their seance and we can yeah. talk to your daughter. She's like, I want to talk to my daughter, and like, and just everyone is acting sketchy the entire time. Yeah, and so they do the seance. Uh, she asks other ones to go. He says no, but then he sort of creeps around anyway after the fact, mm. and uh, people think he's a peeping tom, and he didn't use the clever excuse <laughs> <laughs> of saying I was checking for peeping toms. So they, they chased him out. creeps? Baseless lies! <laughs> so they uh, chased him out of where he was skulking around. And, but anyway, in the, in the seance, uh, they, uh, they tell her that that Sutherland is in great yeah. danger and should leave yeah. Venice? Yeah. It's just him, right? Just, Specifically? just yeah. him. Something bad will happen to him in Venice. Yeah. And then shortly after they get a call from their son's boarding school, I'm like, oh, they do have a son saying he had a fall or something at school. Yeah. like he, he Something happened. He's okay, but he's resting now. Yeah. And then that sort of leads Julie Christie to be like, I'm on my way. I'm yeah. going to the airport. So she she flies there. And uh, the old, I, I did make a note that we skipped over, but now I, I don't... Even though I wrote it down, I can't remember exactly where... I think I'm... I thought it was at the restaurant, but maybe not, where she takes an excellent oh, faceplant me, bump in the Me too. Uh, yeah, so a- after her first encounter with the ladies in the bathroom, she yeah. com- <laughs> here's how it goes down, which is uh, what my note pertains to. She uh, she comes back from the bathroom, sits down, back to the table, yeah. and, then and then stands, stands up, up and to goes, faint. <laughs> yeah, which prompted me to write, why did you stand up to faint? Oh, for attention. <laughs> for attention. And also to take a sick bump through a table. It, yeah, it was a huge bump through a table. Every All the Everything. breakfast stuff goes flying everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, it's uh, it's good, good, clean fun. Yeah. 
So, yeah, Julie Christie flies back to England, and uh, and they both kind of assumed that the thing with the sun is the thing that the blind woman was warning about, yeah. if, in fact, she was warning about anything valid. because yeah, Donald Sutherland doesn't really believe No, he's not really into it. Uh, he and, and also just thinks that his wife is, like, a crazy bitch. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, okay, whatever, something bad's gonna happen. I got work to do. <laughs> Somebody's gonna put food on the table. Yeah, so uh, what happens first? Does his fall happen, or does the sighting of her happen? Uh, he see, he thinks he sees her first. Yeah, so uh, one, one thing that is fun is because it's Venice, and I've never been there, but I guess it's sort of like this. Pretty much all public transit is via gondola mm. on the canals. Like, those are the taxis. Yeah. So he's on one, and he's passing another one, and he, and he sees uh, his wife and the two ladies... ladies. Uh, just like stoically uh, looking forward on it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, that seems odd. I believe my wife just flew to England. Yeah. So that's weird. So he go, goes like calling after her, no response, and they and they pass, and that's it. And he's like, well, that's weird. And then he goes to work, yeah. and uh, and he's on this like scaffold thing, restoring this mosaic thing in the, uh, in you, the church. Yeah, well, one thing I, I wanted to say before that was uh, there were, oh, man – Making making movies in the seventies must have been so fucking cool and also terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Because there's the scene where she where she sees the old the, the ladies again. Yeah. And she goes to talk to them, and Donald Sutherland is literally climbing a ladder outside. Oh, yeah. While like carrying like obviously a f- replica or fake like, like gargoyle type big thing, rock statue. But like thing, he's yeah. like. He's straight up climbing up that ladder yep. with no safety wires, no, no. no harnesses, nothing. Yep. Like he's ju- and then when he goes up to the scaffold, yeah, he's just like walking along scaffolding. To I, get yeah, I was I was looking at him like th- I I don't know how for real safe this is. <laughs> yeah, like that's just like a legitimate scaffold they put up. Yeah. and told an actor to walk up. like <laughs> you cannot do that now. No, no, like your movie would be no. shut down forever. This was the wild fucking west. Oh, I was. So scary. This was Venice, la- Venice in 1973. Both of those were terrifying. To yeah, me. yeah, very much. Yeah. So yeah, on the on the scaffold thing that Southern's on, it uh, like breaks, and he's like, I- I'm going to assume for real, just like hanging by a rope. Kind of looked like it. Yeah, kind of looked like yeah. it. I don't know how pro- uh, prominent the like wiring and and yeah. harnessy stuff was then. Yeah, who knows? Especially in Europe. Yeah. So he he gets saved from it. He does not plummet to his doom, and he's like, "Oh, I guess that was the thing they were warning about." So now now we're definitely good. So now no more weird stuff. Well, I guess I should go uh, talk to the police and shit about uh, my wife I just saw, uh, who's supposed to be in England, and like and basically just like at, and well, I guess it doesn't go right to the police. Like asks around at like the hotel and stuff. Like, hey, did see my my wife? wife come back here? And and the guy at the hotel rightfully so is like. Didn't she fly to fucking England this morning? And he's like, yeah, but I seen her. <laughs> I seen her. And they're like, okay, Donald. <laughs> Whatever you say, buddy. Yeah. And then, yeah, it goes to the cops and, like, the cop he talks to is real fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, real weird. <laughs> yeah, just every, everyone's being a creep. Mm-hmm. No, no one believes him. They think he's a woman. <laughs> exactly. And uh, then... Finally, he um, does he get a call from the boarding school? Or does he call the boarding school? Uh, I mean, also, none of this movie happens in an age of cell phones. This is this is all so easily solvable. 
Yeah, he calls them yeah. to talk to his wife. And then she talks to him. And she, No, I think I think he calls and asks about his son. And they're like, oh, your, oh, wife, your wife's here. Do you I guess talk, you want to talk to your wife. Do you want to talk to her? He's like, yeah, yeah. what? She's there? They're like, yeah. yeah. Why don't... Yeah. It seems like you should know that. Yeah. And then it's very weird when they do because uh, she's like... Uh, Still in that, like, really happy, uppy mood. And Very he's, bubbly. He's trying to explain to her, like, I saw, I saw you, you in the city. And she's just, she's like, like, completely no-selling him on it. Yeah. She's like, everything's fine. He's going to be fine. The doctor says everything. But, yeah, yeah. but I saw you here. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. it's, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be okay. He's, it's going to be fine. It's going to be... And, yeah. yeah, so she's just, like, not... And then, so then she says, I'm flying back tonight. I'll just meet you directly at the church. Yeah. And then we can go have, like, dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so he ends up going to see the blind lady yeah. and find out from her, like, hey, why is everybody acting weird? Like, I saw my oh, wife. Oh, yeah, and he briefly, he briefly got the blind lady arrested because, um, because he thought she was in some, some way responsible right. for the wife being missing. But, and then he went and told the police, uh, P.S., uh, wife's in England. Uh, sorry about uh, snitching on the blind lady Oopsie. who didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, he goes and sees her, and then she, like, has her vision thing, but then she, like, she freaks the fuck out. Yes. And collapses, and he... She has a full uh, spaz attack. Yeah, full spaz attack. Yeah. So he decides, like, well, this is fucking pointless. I'm leaving. But over the course of the last half, like, less than oh, yeah. half of the movie... He's been seeing He's, uh, a red coat, a, like a, a small figure in a red coat, which running is around. like, and his daughter drowned wearing like a shiny red Macintosh. Yeah. So, he's, so he keeps seeing some figure that looks like his daughter in the coat. Yeah, and I think also Julie Christie at some point also kind of sees it, but she's I, not. I think so. As drawn to it as he yeah. is. And also at various times, and I I think it well I, yeah of course it's intentional, um, but like when all the crazier stuff happens uh, throughout the movie, it's always when the, when one or both of them are alone. Yeah, it's never like in a crowd because like the the creepy like where they sort of lose each other across. The canals and various bridges, they think, oh, this goes here, this goes here. And they're, like, yelling to each other mm. from across. And then, like, people just start screaming out of windows and stuff. Yeah. And, like, that – but then they just – then they walk back into the street and everything's more normal. Um, yeah. Yeah, all, all the weird stuff happens when they're alone. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he go, he leaves the apartment of the blind lady and as he's leaving, he sees the red jacket. Yeah. So he, like, and chases after chasing it. Chasing after it. But then Blind Lady, during her spaz is saying, like, no, he needs to come back. Bring him back right don't, now. Like, get him, yeah. get him. So, uh, but, like, yeah, he's gone. And then Julie Christie arrives. And yeah. she's, like, running towards the house. She's like, oh, where's my husband? Like, yeah. I was like, oh, he was just here, but you need to come upstairs. Yeah. So she goes upstairs. The Blind Lady tells her, sort of, like, you need to get him. Like, yeah. you need to bring him back right now. Yeah. So then she goes outside to look for him, and she runs, and he's chasing this figure, and then she can't find him. And uh, so he finally catches up to the red so jacket. So, like, cor- corners yeah. the, In a corridor the person, thing. like, up, yeah, up this, like, staircase and whatnot. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Four hours! We did it. The character... 
turns around, and it's this creepy... <laughs> Old, like, midget lady. Yeah. Like, terrifying face. Yeah. Who then just like... And he's like, whoa. What the, uh, what the fuck? Wait, you're not my dead daughter? Yeah. And she pulls out, like, a fucking uh, knife. Yeah. Like a butcher knife. Like a cleaver. And gives him the old, like, tomahawk chop yeah, in the one, throat. Yeah, one big hack in the jugular. It was great. Yeah, and he just, like, starts... <laughs> there, and there, there's, like, a nice close-up of just, like, yeah, just a cleaver going into meat. Into meat. <laughs> Neck meat. Neck meat. Yeah, and then, yeah, blood everywhere. And then some, like, uh... Uh, symbolic, like, flashbacks to other stuff we've seen. Like, like his, his foot ends up going through a pane of glass. And, uh... That, there was a scene of that with, uh... With the son, like, riding his bike over a pane of glass at the same time that the yeah. daughter was drowning. And all kinds of little, like, uh, flashbacky, motif-y... Mm-hmm. Uh, things and uh, yeah, so then uh, uh, Donald's fucking dead. <laughs> Donald's fucking dead, and uh, daughter's then, dead. He's dead. Daughter's dead. He's dead. Good. Sex uh, life's dead. <laughs> and then you see uh, Julie Christie and uh, and the two old ladies on a funeral boat, stoically looking forward, which is what uh, Big DS had yep. seen because he he had. The shin and didn't know it was the shin. Yeah. Uh, he thought it was a now and not a future, yeah. and uh, that's why he's fucking dead. So uh, I guess dead. the lesson of the movie was like, pay attention to your shinings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> is, is that what we learned? That's pretty good. If you if you have the second sight, uh, you if you don't use it, you lose it. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. So it, yeah, it was it was interesting. The the editing was cool. I think it took too long to get where it was going. It was very much a slow burn seventies. It's just, like... yeah, and it's like just because of the nature of it. It's yeah, it's like this seventies horror thriller, whatever. Like you you know it's gonna end bad. Yeah. And there wasn't really any twist or subversion to it that he eventually just chased down the thing that was gonna kill him yeah and uh yeah and for that it didn't need to uh take as long as it did but uh it's like like, uh both their acting was good yeah i mean they're both really good actors so yeah it um an uncomfortable sex scene that uh didn't give me a boner because it was too weird it was just slightly too weird a sex scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which brings us to 2013's The Congress, uh, requested by Mo. Uh, I, Mo money, Mo problems. For, so Robin Wright, formerly Robin Wright Penn. Yep. Yeah. Uh, who uh, always great choice in husbands. Sean Penn, cool guy. <laughs> um, is playing herself in yeah. the present day, who uh, this is just pre House of Cards, so she basically hasn't had work since Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. And uh, some other things happened, but I the first thing I wrote down is something we've already talked about it because we loved it. Uh, her daughter is telling her that she 
uh, like no one else has uh, has the kind of range she does. Like she could play. Oh, I guess they were talking about Holocaust movies. She's like, you could play a Nazi. You could play a victim. <laughs> you could play a collaborator. <laughs> like who you, else? Like, <laughs> I believe she says exactly the words. Like she says those. Yeah. Then she says, "Mom, you'd be a natural collaborator." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the deal is she, uh, a lot like real life at the time, was not really getting any major offers. And then her agent comes to her with this, like... Her agent, Harvey Keitel. Her agent, Harvey Keitel. Not playing Harvey Keitel. No. Which is always weird when one actor is playing themselves and another isn't. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... He comes to her with this deal he's been given. He doesn't seem to know the details or is at least hiding them from her. But uh, I guess it's him to tell her it's like the last deal she'll ever have to make. And she's like, well, that's weird, but (laughs) okay. So then it – so the thing is they're basically going to like scan, download, mocap, everything about her. Yeah. Yeah. And she – personally will never need to be in a movie again but like she will basically be deep faked into any movie they want so they no longer require her services she doesn't have to do any acting yeah but her likeness will still be acting yeah digital robin wright will be in movies yeah and it was funny when they were like talking about the contract for it because you know you you probably want to make some stipulations with what they do with uh with your likeness so shit like uh like no porn no no this and (laughs) a very important stipulation no retard retard. (laughs) i'm like there's so many 2010s movies i was not expecting to hear that word but uh the hits kept coming so i uh i appreciated that i um I, I like the basic concept, and I'm honestly kind of surprised it hasn't like full on happened. Mm-hmm. Where they're where they're just using like digital versions of yeah. actors. I, I, I feel like we're just about there technologically. Yeah, we're not far away. I mean, I'm I'm more surprised that uh, it's not like um, the family of deceased. Actors, yeah, like giving away the likeness of their dead, yeah, for family sure. member of like, all right, I'll take a hundred and fifty million dollars, yeah. and you can use so my dead have, dad's whatever. So we can have Fred Astaire dance with a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So her, uh, yeah, and then her son has, <laughs> her son has plain autism, which I'm like, oh, too cool for trains, are yeah, we? Apparently. We have to go airplanes. You know it. I as a as a as a as a trad autist, I found that insulting. Mm. Oh, we couldn't go. We couldn't go down the middle. We had to get fancy with our autism. We had to go sky trains. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wrote uh, for like a note for this one. Uh, well, number one, during the meeting with her agent and the guy who worked for the studio or something yeah uh they just kept telling her that she was a dumb bitch oh yes yeah very like, important they're just like you're a it's stupid just, bitch it is made terrible life the decisions. first 20 minutes of the movie is nothing but a bunch of men <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> telling her she's a dumb bitch who has made nothing but bad decisions yes um, which is why my favorite 20 minutes so of the movie was the first talk about the son is uh, like so if she's she's playing herself yeah 
She has a son in real life. Yeah. So her her fake son is autistic. Yeah. So is this her way of informing her son that he's got the big A? <laughs> I like telling your probably like at least teenage, if not into his twenties, if not into his late twenties, son. Uh, I don't know. That he has autism via a movie. <laughs> I mean, she was if if she wasn't lying about her age in the movie, she was forty four at the time. So her son wouldn't be a lot younger than teens, probably at the time. Uh, he was born in nineteen ninety three. So he was twenty. He was twenty. Yeah. So this is her way of telling her twenty-year-old son his, he has autism. His name is Hopper Jack Penn. Uh, Hopper Jack, you say? Not a, not a fan. <laughs> and for that reason, I'm out. Uh, and in addition to autism, he has, I don't know, degenerative seeing and hearing. Yep. Like all of his senses are just betraying him. Yep. So uh, so that's a shame. We're uh, informed that via Dr. Paul Giamatti. Well, he's not playing a turtle, that's for sure. He's not playing a, playing a turtle or an orangutan, so I found it hard to take him seriously. Yep. It's cool that he does play an orangutan on Billions, though. <laughs> 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 I thought that was a bold move for an otherwise pretty straight-ahead drama. Uh, also, they make so many wrestling references on that show. Yeah, there's quite a few. Yeah, because, uh, well, like, like Dan Soder, the comedians. It's also funny that Dan Soder, who has done nothing but stand up and then acted on billions, <laughs> um, like, he is a massive wrestling fan, so I, th- I think he just, <coughs> Works like, some stuff like in. pushes everything he can out of it. And also, Becky Lynch was on an episode. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, th- when they're, what was the context of where someone said the Middle East? They're fucking animals over there. I assume it was Harvey Keitel. I think it was Harvey Keitel. Do not remember the context, but I definitely made a point of uh, of writing that down. I I made a very important note that Harvey Keitel said, uh, where he said, uh, "I'm pretty sure it was no, was it him? Was it the studio guy? No, it was where he said, uh, I voted for Bush.'" Both of them. Both of them. Two times. Two times. <laughs> Four Bush votes, baby. Four Bush votes. Four Bush votes and uh, three of which were successful. There you go. The shame that uh, H- HW yeah. wasn't more like W. It is. And it's a shame he ran afoul of uh, the most elite pedophile of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and who's going to beat that? Nobody. Nobody. Uh, maybe me. Well, give me time. <laughs> Once I become governor of Arkansas, we'll talk. Uh, I I liked the scene when they were like scanning, mo capping her, like the the interplay between her and Harvey Keitel, oh, to, to, where like he makes her cry and then he's crying and like I I like that a lot. Yeah, that also, he told a story about a guy with a tail and I'm like, hold on, we got tails. Yeah, now? yeah, yeah. But there was a lot of tail talk for no payoff. Oh, you, I mean, yeah. You can talk about tail all <laughs> you fucking could, day. You can talk a big show me tails. the fucking tail. Show don't tail. <laughs> huh? Pretty good. Show me the tail. <laughs> um. I wrote, oh, when before they do the motion capture thing, they were in the apartment, or the loft, 
Yeah, I, like, I was trying to wrap my head around what... Okay, I... So the entire loft was green-screened. Yes. As well as the outside of the window. But also just, like, the concept of where they live. Why does Robin Wright and her children live in, like, a converted aircraft hangar? I don't know, man. She's broke at that point. I guess. She didn't have uh, all that other money. I guess she doesn't have that sweet Forrest Gump money anymore. No, I guess not. Or uh, Princess Bride money. No. Yeah. But, uh... Is that the movie she's the hottest in? Probably. She's the youngest in that. <laughs> um, but then also, like, you could tell it was on a sound stage or yeah. a, a, a stage. From the echo. Because the echo. Yeah. They didn't cut out the echo of the talking. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, that was weird. So from, from the scanning, we cut pretty quickly to 20 years later? Yeah, we go to the future. Yeah, so we're 20 years in the future. She's driving her vintage 2013 Porsche. Very cool. Uh, through the desert and hits a checkpoint, and she's going to the... Uh, uh, the, the studio has now uh, merged with some big Japanese conglomerate as well. It's some, like, super company. And... Uh, yeah, I don't really get the rules of yeah. what's uh, going on, but yeah. she's going to this big uh, futurist congress. Uh, also, uh, sorry, the the production company, the studio that she's working for is called Mi- uh, Miramount. Miramount, yes. Yeah. yeah. Very funny. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, and also, um, I don't know that in the future... Yeah. The Congress would call themselves uh, f- the Futurist Congress. Well, I think it's about the even futurer than this future. Hmm. Yeah. I still feel like, like in the would... future, they're still futurists. I still feel like they would just be called Congress. Sure. But it wasn't like government Congress. It was a Congress. Or, or in the case of this movie, the Congress. Yeah, it still felt weird to me that they were calling themselves I know, it... the Futurist Congress <laughs> yeah. in the future. It's like where you call things uh, space things. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm ta- I'll, I'll be taking my uh, space dinner in the uh, space study tonight. Thank yes. you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's silly. Yeah. So uh, it's a, Oh, sorry. I, I did wrote... Uh, the Futurist Congress is a real uh, president of the bank situation. <laughs> a little brainy, yeah, little little silly. Yeah, so she so she gets to this checkpoint and she's she's Robin Wright and she's going to this thing. So the checkpoint guard gives her poppers. She just straight up does poppers, and she snorts poppers. Now she's got a loose asshole. And the and he lets her through, and she continues driving down this big stretch, and sh- it like she she and everything like converts to the animation zone. But I'm like, so what happens to like your corporeal body when you're in the animation zone? Because you were driving a car pretty when fast. pretty fast when the switchover happened, and as the movie went on, I was. I was not given any satisfactory answers. I still don't understand the animation versus real world rules or or real world road rules <laughs> for that matter. Yeah. So she um yeah, she gets to this big crazy fancy animated like so this from here on for a while it's straight uh 2D drawn animation. Which is which I which is nice to see because it's I, I like that it wasn't CG yeah because enough already 
Um, yeah, there's all the uh, there's a big aquarium at the hotel with a bunch of dick and vagina fish. Which is pretty... I, wrote, I wrote dick and vagina fish. <laughs> funny, very funny. And uh, then she uh, she gets to her room and then has a bad time. Also, like they before. She went to the animation in the 20 years in the future in the real world. They, like, aged her up, and uh, she was not particularly flattering looking. And then they also made the cartoon of her uh, not uh, not a great version of yeah, her. Yeah, like, right? you know you can draw her to look like whatever you You can want. draw her nicer. E- yeah. even, even for 64-year-old Robin Wright, you can draw 64-year-old Robin Wright nicer. Like, she, she kind of looked like a hag. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So she's in her room, and then uh, and then she's sort of freaking out in her room. Like she sees herself like getting even older, and then um, and then then she asks the uh, the the robot bellboy like, "Hey, is this all these terrible things uh, actually happening, or uh, are they in my head?" And the robot robot bellboy is like, "Everything's in your head." And she's like, "Oh, uh, shit." <laughs> So the the deal is the an animated version of the studio guy wants her to uh, re-sign. Oh, because she did have a stipulation in her contract uh, that they had the likeness for 20 years. And now the 20 years is up. Yes. So he wants her to, uh, to re-up. And now, but with how technology has gone in the ensuing 20 years, it's not just we can use your digital likeness for anything. We c- people can... Uh, we will have your entire essence. Like people can uh, drink and become you, or people can picture, just see you in any movie or right. scenario right. they want. Yeah. Like you're, it's it's free solo. <laughs> free solo. <laughs> free solo with Robin Wright. Yeah. And Hope you're not afraid of heights, bitch. <laughs> And she's a uh, P.S. You'll be afraid of heights if you watch that movie. <laughs> and so she's hesitant about signing it, and uh, and he's yeah. The guy's basically like, hey, "What else are you gonna do?" And she's like, "Ah, fair point." <laughs> so uh, and then she goes there. Um, yeah, so then they go to the actual Congress in the hotel, and the uh, the president of the bank, <laughs> the uh, the the head of the studio, is. Um, is doing this big proclamation and it's weird because like he he brings out robin wright as like the poster woman for this new thing they're doing but she appears to have no idea that she was going to be like called on to stage in front of this like giant room and uh and i'm like what if this was the plan why would you spring this on her because then they ask her to talk and then she completely fucks him over she's like this is terrible like we shouldn't be doing this (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, this sucks. And then, yeah, then the president of the bank is like, shut up. Get her out of here. Hey. Anyway, so as I was saying, this is really tight. This is super cool. Yeah. Don't listen to what she says. We own her now. <laughs> yeah. So then, yeah, it it gets very weird. I, I would actually like to bring up bring up a plot synopsis as I'm going through this. Because um, it, it was a, it's a little tough to keep track of. So she... Um, there's basically, like, this insurrection, like, rebel group that, um, that, like, that, like, attacks the Congress, uh, because they're, uh, I guess, ideologically the same as what, uh, Robin Wright was saying, 
And uh, so that, like, it seems like some people are killed, but again, it's all just in the animation world, so I don't know the rules. And then she she sort of escapes and uh, meets this uh, very handsome cartoon man who I'm like, that's got to be John Hamm. There, you, no, <laughs> there's, yeah, no, no cartoon this handsome could be someone other than John Hamm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was correct. And then it takes this, this weird other jump. She like, um, during the insurrection thing, she's, I don't know, I guess they explain she's like overexposed to some hallucinogen so they have to uh so they have to freeze her it's literally the monty burns they have to freeze her until they find the cure for 17 stab wounds in the back we're up to 14 yeah (laughs) um so then at some indeterminate point in so yeah so in so she's unfrozen and brought back 20 years in 20 more More years years in the future yeah animated world time but as we find out not real world time so that's another weird thing that you have to wrap your head around so in this new in this even futury animated world uh things have again uh changed uh rapidly technologically and and here there's some uh there's some cool concepts actually because if if you're thinking, I mean, it's not going to be forty years in the future, but like distant future where there, you know, there's kind of like a human technology, like a singularity. So basically, you just kind of decide everything you experience because they say like you, um, uh, where are we at here? Um, yeah, like you decide, like you decide when the sun comes up, and like you decide the weather, and like everything is just your perception which is which is interesting um you decide if you're gay yeah and then yeah then she uh and john ham shows up in the in the hospital room she woke up in and he's like i waited 20 years for you and she's like i mean thanks that's very nice (laughs) but also we like we literally just met before uh T- before before, I got put before all the shit went down, he's like, "I was the last person to see you. I I felt responsible, and also I'm in love with you." <laughs> so they they go out into like the uh, the general area, and now basically everyone is everyone in the animated world because it's all still animated um, is whatever they want their avatar to be. So it's mm-hmm. a, it's a Ready Player One situation. Um, it is. Better, let me be clear. <laughs> a better amount of furries than Ready Player One, but the, like legit, very few like actual. I'm I'm talking a very general furry umbrella. I'm talking centaurs. I'm talking weird fish things. I'm talking whatever. There's barely still bare bones like anthropomorphic mammals, but uh, again, better than Ready Player One, but still about. 94% short of what it would be in real life. Yeah. I yeah. I don't agree with you on the centaurs and the fish people. No. It's, you not, it's not even close for me. Different, <laughs> no. Different trajectories. Different uh, different things. Yeah. But, yeah. Again, 
Better than the other situation I've seen in Semi recently. Still nowhere close to good or realistic. Be honest with yourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. So, um, yeah, she goes around with John Hamm. She wants to find her um, her autistic son because she 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 had some like glimpse. Of, she had some glimpse of him in a dream in the already animated world. Yeah. So like. <laughs> Yeah, layers a real, on layers a real on layers. inception bullshit level of uh, of things going on. Um, yeah, and no, that, that comes later. And so yeah, so they they go around. They uh, they stumble on the I think they call them the the naturalists, which her daughter has long ago joined. And they don't go into detail about it, but John Hamm says. Uh, you wouldn't recognize her, she wouldn't recognize you, but just trust me, she's happy. And she's one of the only people still having babies, so good, good job. Cool. Yeah, and um, and she's like, I, I don't, my, my son is, my son is nowhere. Could he, could he be in the real world? And, uh, and Tam's like, maybe, and she's like, can you go to the real world and come back or is it like a one way trip and Ham's like I don't really know but because uh, he was he was a studio worker for the, the Miramount Nagasaki uh, con, uh, fish concern or <laughs> or whatever the merger was and he's like as part of my uh, like severance deal for 20 years of working for the studio i got them to gave me this like nazi cyanide tooth pill <laughs> <laughs> which is the thing that gets you out of the animated world and um so he's like i'll give it to you if you want but I wish you wouldn't, because one, you don't know if your son is even there or if your son is alive or dead. And I would like you to stay here so I can fuck you. And she's like, look, I like fucking John Hamm as much as the next yeah. girl. Probably more. Probably. They, they, did they fu- yeah, I think they did fuck. Animated fuck. And... Um, but she's like, I gotta check on this uh, something. So she takes the uh, takes the pill and then is like walking through a big lobby, and it like transitions back from uh, from animated to all these like weird, crazy characters to just like this like kind of not post apocalypse, but like kind the of dystopian. kind of dystopian like soup line where just everyone looks homeless. Hmm. Um, so I'm like, so, and, and w- so once she went back to the real world, I'm like, I still don't understand the real animated, real slash animated rules. So like, are you, are you moving the same throughout the world as you are in the animated or are you just sort of dormant or like, cause as far as seeing real Robin Wright, she was driving her Porsche down a big strip, and then the next time we see her, she's walking, and she's dressed homelessly too. So right. she has changed clothes, right. um, just walking uh, like against this big like bread line or something. So I really have no fucking clue what the rules are. And um, so she goes to she goes to see Paul Giamatti, uh, who has a big gray bushy beard, <laughs> and uh, she's like. Uh, you seen my son? And he's like, I have. Um, 
you've been gone for 20 years. Um, so again, like, where was she gone? Why couldn't anyone get a hold of like, like a lot of questions, <laughs> a lot of questions. <coughs> and, um, so he, he's like, and, uh, but Aaron, your son, uh, waited for 19 and a half years conveniently. And then, uh, then he, uh, popped off to, uh, to animated town, but, uh, he's, is somewhere crazy that you're, uh, that you're not going to find. And she's like, well, shit. Well, um, give me some poppers anyway. <laughs> and, um, as, so as far as like an op- opinion, um, I didn't love the, I was I was sort of invested in the real world, and then when it went to animated, it kind of took me out of it. But then I got more-ish into the animated, like I I wrapped my head around it, not any of the rules, but just the <laughs> just the feel of it, um, and and the the sound design and music choices really improved later in the movie, like I got much more into that late in the movie and especially around this time. So, so what she did upon going back to animated world is she, she did the thing they were talking about at the, the Congress, which is she basically goes back to the world as her son. And there's an animated highlight reel of, some of the things we saw with her son in the real world early in the movie and then some other stuff we didn't. But she, like, lives a highlight reel of her life and then finds herself in this big field with, um, uh, with I think, just, like, a trailer and just, like, an old-timey, uh, like, Wright Brothers-style uh, plane being worked on. And and she's like looked at herself in the mirror a couple times and 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 it's an animated version of her an adult animated version of her son because we've we've never seen her adult son in uh, real life. Also, oh, the the first uh clip of the highlight reel of the son's life is uh sucking Robin Wright's titty. So Robin Wright got to suck her own titty as her son, which is pretty tight. That's pretty tight. And <laughs> And it it basically ends and and yeah in the in the dream where she sort of saw him earlier she was um, uh, worried that when she'd uh, call out he wouldn't hear because because his uh, hearing and sight have completely deteriorated and I, I think in in real life they had I think Giamatti said that and uh, then at the end she she sees a figure working on the plane and she and she uh, calls out to Aaron and he uh, and he turns around looks at her and it, and it it's him and and it ends and it's um i, I kind of like the ending i the, the, kind kind of weird melancholy endings like that it like it wasn't particularly sad cuz she did find him but it just had like a melancholy vibe to it like they always sort of get me like i sort of ru- i sort of want to cry and then i don't and then i'm just left with a bunch of feelings I don't know what to do with, mm-hmm. and then uh, then go to sleep uh, quietly, stroking my kitty as uh, as this literally happened last night. <laughs> mm. Yeah, 
Someone with Asperger's who doesn't understand feelings. I what didn't. A, what a shock. They didn't put up the flashcards, <laughs> so I didn't know what to do. I don't know what to tell you. Dead Presidents, 1995, <laughs> Stephen Cruz, who ruined it for everyone by making it indivisible by four. And we, look, we reward him. By putting him in the first week. But by forcing him to listen to four plus hours of shit. That is true. Before he gets to his movie. That is true. So that's what you get. Uh, My first note. We need to put some goddamn respect on the name of Chris Tucker. People shit on him. I forgot about early Chris Tucker. People shit on him too much. Who's actually just good. I'm not. So fucking good. I'm not mad about him being on Epstein's plane anymore. Me neither. Yeah. Me neither. He he earned a couple flights with this movie. It's a free plane. Free plane ride. <laughs> he, he just needed to get from one place to one another. One place to another. Yeah. Just a, lay, a layover on his way to Malta. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Chris Tucker's good in this. Chris Tucker's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to, a lot more respect given to him for uh, people think he's just like a goofy idiot a lot of time. But yeah. Like he's actually like a really good actor in this movie. Yeah. This this might be his best performance. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, 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 probably. Yeah, I like it. Um, so set in the '60s. Set in the, so okay. All I knew about Dead Presidents was I owned the soundtrack, which is fucking sick, and I thought it was just black people do crimes present day. Right. Uh, uh, apparently, it's uh black people in the late 60s go to Vietnam for a long time (laughs) and then come back and do one crime. What's the movie with Chris Rock on the poster where he's got Jerry Curls? CB4? CB4. I always think they're the same movie. This and and Dead Presidents? Yeah. No. I don't know anything about CB4. I believe it's a comedy considering it's uh, Chris Rock. Well, I don't know. He did Spiral. And that's a... <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Counterpoint, he is in Spiral. Although if you ask him, it was a comedy. <laughs> so that's, that's true. Just nonsense. Uh, what a bad movie. Yeah, so it's in the sixties and it follows like a group of like younger black guys in uh in... Are they all black guys or do they have one honorary have not black guy? A stereotypical Latino. Freddie Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Who um despite not bl- being a black guy really talks like a black guy in this movie. Of course. He's going for it. Um, So yeah, it's kind of like their last year of high school. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do. They're talking about going to college. And then uh, the the main guy... Young fuckable Lorenz Tate. Lorenz Tate. Um, he's like, I'm going to enlist. He wants, Yeah, he wants to enlist. I'm going to be a Marine. And his mom's a bitch. And his dad's... A bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and he decides yep. to enlist, and uh, but before he goes, he uh, he kind of falls in love with a girl, and he you know they and also he like he he comes by her house and like her sister answers the door, yeah, and clearly the sister clearly the sister wants, wants to fuck. You. I'm like, if the first sister wants to fuck you, why are you worrying about the second one? Can't you fuck both? Yeah, I didn't th- th- that went over my that, head. That got you angry? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. A real stop drilling you struck oil. Yeah. So he falls in love with her and then she makes him promise that she'll marry him when he comes back. So he goes to Vietnam with his friends and it's like uh, way more time spent way more. on Vietnam than I First of all, I didn't know they went to Vietnam yeah. at all going in. I, Secondly, I didn't think it would be almost an hour of the movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I thought it would go, I thought it was go to Vietnam 
uh, a little bit of you, they show a little bit of fucked up stuff, then they come back and then they proceed to no. move forward. No. Half of this movie is a Vietnam. I did movie. not know that it was half that. Yeah, uh, a note that I made to myself was: uh, I wish I was a cool black guy in the hood, getting to do all those cool handshakes and jiving. Right, <laughs> it looks so cool. Those were cool handshakes. Oh, it was yeah. so cool. Agree. So he, um, bef- so anyways, before they go to Vietnam, uh, he's sort of. Uh, like does some side jobs, side work for Keith David. Yeah, who, I wasn't ready for bald Keith David. Yeah, he's been bald before. I think. I think I only picture like later with hair, mm. Keith David. So he's sort of like, a, like a, you know, like this a, is like a Keith hustler. David. This is Keith David as Terry Crews. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Keith David's kind of like a hustler. Like he's. He owns a billiards place, but also does place. some uh, some shit. He does yeah, does some shit. He like he's a loan shark. Where he's not afraid to hit a woman. He is not afraid to punch a woman in the fucking face. Where he is not afraid to throw a man through a window, and then when that man's wife takes umbrage with that, punching her in the goddamn face. Yep. Um. So he's yeah he's in the pool house, and uh, a man with a tiny dick appears. <laughs> Let us refer to Scott's note number three. I can't see Terrence Howard without thinking micropenis, which is a shame because he might be a good actor. <laughs> I'll just never know because <laughs> I can't get past micropenis. Tiny penis. Um, uh, yeah, he's not really that important of a character in the whole movie. I just wanted to mention that he has a tiny penis. Absolutely. Uh, so... Yeah, then I wrote Keith David. He he bullies the Ren State when when he's young in the pool hall, and then when the Ren's comes back from Vietnam, he beats the shit out of Terrence Howard. He's a fucking man. Yeah. Um, So Keith David wants, you know, he gives him some money, and he kind of wants to, like, look out for him. He says, you know, I want to go for a drive, and I need to do something. So he takes him for a drive. That's where he goes to, like, a a restaurant or, like, a, a diner. Yeah. Uh, Throws the guy through the window, punches the woman in the face. He immediately gets Zach Gowand. Uh, he <laughs> his, lost his leg in, in, Korea, in Korea, and uh, the guy he just threw through the window tried to take him down, but accidentally just pulled his fake leg yeah. off. He pulled the wrong leg, motherfucker. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, so yeah, we go to Vietnam, and you know, just like all of the most fucked up, awful things you can think of happen. Like yeah, their uh, their friends like, getting killed. Uh, there is a, a beheading. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, uh, so Bokeem Woodbine as Cleon, Cleon. Uh, who I noted, uh, how how old do you think he was then in this movie? Forty five. No, but like <laughs> no, yeah. Well, no, yeah. you're you're not wrong. Uh, Bokeem Woodbine looked fifty when he was twenty, looks fifty now, and will look fifty when he's eighty. Yes, he was twenty three in this movie. Okay, he's a real LeBron James. Yeah, yeah. Who has just been a, a full adult man. Since he was eight. Yeah. 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 He looked it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Bo Keem, who's like a preacher's son, uh, went a little nutty and uh, decided to uh, keep a head as a a keepsake for a while until everyone had to yell at him to stop it. Yep. (laughs) And, like, Chris Tucker got addicted to smack. Yes, he did. And, uh, yeah, and all kinds. And just... And uh, just, like, general PTSD and stuff and getting... Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... And then, and who was it? Anyone of note that just got like just blown in half, basically? Uh, a, a young Cliff Collins Jr. 
Oh, was that? But he wasn't a character. He, like, he wasn't anybody. Yeah, but that... Oh, I didn't even That's catch that it was... Yeah. Noted character actor, Clifton Collins Jr. Although I do remember seeing his name in the, in the credits, yeah. but he's not billed as Clifton Collins Jr. No. It's uh but he's he's billed as something weird. Let me pull it right now for you. You're uh, you're gonna like the way you look. Nope, I doubt it. I guarantee no yeah, you, uh, I promise. Uh now looking for the character boy who gets blown just absolutely asshole. The thorax. Clifton Collins Jr. plays Betancourt and is credited as Clifton Gonzalez Gonzalez. Well, weird. That's probably his real name. Probably is, but uh, one too many Gonzalez's. No, his by dad's, mom, by my, dad's last name is Mom. It's his name. dad's mom and his mom's mom. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, didn't clock with me that that was yeah. our boy Clifton. I like him a lot. Me too. I like him as a racist border guard in traffic. Mm-hmm. Fun. Funny because uh, we sh- should be racist against him, <laughs> but <laughs> but but he was doing it. It really. It re- You know what? It really started a dialogue uh-huh. about. Ra- okay. Um, <laughs> Just. So just over it. <laughs> the rest, of, like, so the, uh, Chris Sucker and them, like, come back first. Then Lorenz Tate comes back later. Yeah. But there's a lot of, like, weird tension with him and uh, his his bitch. Turns out, like, uh, he reveals, like, earlier on that he'd got her pregnant right before he left. Oh, there's so also... he's got uh, a four-year-old daughter at home. There's also little baby uh, Michael Imperioli in the yep. uh, in their troop in Vietnam. Yep. I like that. Uh, like Christopher! <laughs> so he comes back... And uh, has a kind of a hard time at first, and then uh, there's like. Uh, Did you say that his baby mama was fucking a pimp? Well, that's the thing. Is then okay. <laughs> there's uh, a pimp who's sniffing around, who's a much older gentleman. Yeah, and he's uh, yeah he's so he's been uh, as he claims like looking out for her, um, and he gets like just like a regular job working at a butcher. Yeah, and he's just trying to like keep his. Is family fed and stuff. Who, I I like the butcher. Uh, Seymour Cassell. Yeah, big fan. Yeah. Dumb question related to Vincent Cassell. Yeah. No. Dumb question. Yes. Dumb question. Dumb question. Is it dumb that he is or isn't? That he isn't. Okay. He's probably not. <laughs> He's not related. Okay. One's a French man and, and one's, one's an a G- American Jew. Yeah. So yeah, you no. never know. No. Um. So yeah, he uh, he kind of starts to lose it. Like he's getting, uh, like you know, like he, he's become a man. He's aged like fifteen years in four years. He can beat up a man with a micro penis. Yes, now. handily, handily. Um, so they uh, they kind of decide that the only way to like get rid of this pimp dude is like they they're gonna rob. Uh, an armored vehicle and get money so they can like get the fuck out. Yeah, because the pimp is like coming around like giving her money because yeah, pr- probably he's... for reasons. Yeah, he's probably not just doing it out of the goodness of his heart. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they just want to get out from under that. And uh, this uh, be- before the formation of the robbing plan it leads to a bit of a uh, uh, domestic issue between uh, Lorenz and his uh, a baby mother. Yes. And, where he uh, does some bad things. Where he kind of chokes her pretty good. Pretty at the good. At Twice. the end of a... Yeah. Like, once, let's go, and then, she, and then he's leaving, and then she's like, and then she, like, grabs her arm, and then he, like, 
really goes yeah, for he it. He screams in her face, uh, like, yeah. I'll fucking choke you till you're dead. Yeah, and, and which prompted me to write, I, I don't want to do domestic violence, yeah. but I like to watch <laughs> domestic violence. Also, maybe I want to do domestic <laughs> violence. <laughs> but I like that. Yeah. Um, it was nice. So it was nice when he choked his wife. Yes. So yeah, they uh, turns out that the younger sister is now part of the Black Panthers. Yeah. And uh, so like yeah, he he goes to a meeting and sees that she's there, and they sort of reconnect. And so they're uh, it's going to be Chris Tucker who's got like like issues now. Yeah. Um, He's sometimes okay and sometimes really on heroin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's it's him, it's Keith David, it's the sister, uh, and it's uh, Freddy Rodriguez. Rodriguez. And then they're all kind of like formulating the plan of the like a, an armored vehicle goes and picks up the like what is it the old unmarked bills, uh, like old dirty bills that they're going to destroy, dispose of at whatever in Washington D.C. and just replace with new bills. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they know, like, you know, they figure out exactly the plan and how many guards and then they, uh, they decide that they need another person because they kind of don't trust Chris Tucker to do his his part. Yeah. Which then he also is aware of that's the reason. And then that kind of, yeah, results in in some like motherfucker. I ain't do that much heroin. Yeah. That is exactly how he sounds. Actually pretty decent. In my head. Yeah. Sounded okay. Pretty decent. Sounded all right. Pretty decent. Cut off an egg roll. <laughs> oh, no. Um, then, uh, they yeah, so they go and get Bokeem Woodbine. Cleon. Who is, who is now a preacher. He's taking over the family yeah, business. Taking over the family despite business. Despite being a fucking psycho in yes. Vietnam. <laughs> but I think a lot of people were, and then they came back. And I were, was, I had all kinds of mixed feelings about. When you came back from Vietnam? I did about watching the Vietnam stuff. I'm like, it'd be cool for a minute to get away with like a couple of fucked up things, but over committing war crimes, committing war crimes, yeah. but overall probably a like negative. Going to a village and screaming in someone's face who doesn't speak English, and then when they don't listen to you, just shooting them in the face. Yeah, mm. and then keeping their head. <laughs> keeping their head. I mean, you get to do a lot of rapes. Drew, uh, you wouldn't even imagine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they uh, they get him, and then they uh, their plan uh, goes uh, exactly perfect, and they are the only people in the history of the world to get away with a uh, robbing Howard car <laughs> and uh, end of the movie. It was very nice. I, I like the the upbeat ending. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, clearly it uh, it doesn't go the way they planned it. It is initially fucked up by a uh, by a. A black police officer. By a black cop just walking up to uh, to Bokeem Woodbine's spot and talking to him. And uh, and then that leads to them. So they hide under the loading dock. Yeah. And they wait with, for them. With the, uh, with, if you know anything about Dead Presidents, the cool white makeup that you associate yep. with this movie. Yeah. The ghost face. The ghost face. Yeah. So uh, they're waiting for them to get the, to, to load it back in the truck, and they're going to pop out and get them. Yeah. Because uh, if you uh, s- d- d- noted 
criminal, me, uh, if uh, you attack a armored vehicle, the driver is not allowed to get out of the vehicle. Yes. They have to stay in the vehicle. So they outnumber them, but it kind of gets all fucked up because they realize what's happening. So uh, Freddy Rodriguez kind of freaks out, and he has a bomb that he was supposed to plant on the doors, but he gets freaked out by the gunfire because he's got PTSD. Yeah. And then the cop tries to go and stop them, and then Chris Tucker just straight up fucking murders them. To To which I wrote, if a black guy kills a black cop, ships in the night. That just seems like none of my business. <laughs> just ships in the night. Yeah. Uh, then uh, Black Panther girl pops out of the dumpster where she's hiding, and she pops. Just blasting. Yeah, just pops. Double the, fisting. One yeah. of the guards. Yeah. Uh, then she ends up getting shot. Yeah. By the other guard. Uh, then they kill all the guards outside the vehicle. The cop shoots Keith David before he gets killed. Non-fatally. Non-fatally. Then the guy, the guard in the truck, drives the truck like full speed into Keith David's car. Yep. Um, but then, uh, then, then Freddie Rodriguez blows it up. Blows up the whole armored and he's car. he's super like happy about and, it. Yeah, he thinks it's rad that he blew up. All the money. <laughs> yeah, but then they're like, you idiot, you destroyed the money. So they scramble to get what they can. Yeah, they grab what they can, and then they escape back to, like, the hideout, which is the billiards club. Uh, not be- they they uh, they chase, the cops chase down Freddy Rodriguez. Yes. And fucking plow him. After he, he shoots the driver of the cop car, he's, like, cornered yeah. down, he's getting cornered down an alley. Yeah. Uh, so the passenger... Side policeman like takes over and just crushes Freddy Rodriguez. I was about to say Freddy Mercury. Freddy Rodriguez in half yeah. uh, against the wall at the dead end of the alley with the uh, police car, and it's uh, pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the rest of them. So girl, she's dead. Freddy, in theory, is dead, or oh, for- if not dead, very. Oh no, Fred, Fred, Freddy's dead. The final nightmare for sure. Uh, okay, 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 yeah. Uh, so the rest. So of, yeah, it's yeah, it's back of the hideout. Tucker, Bokeem, Keith, David, and Lorenz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they are yeah. They're, so they're talking about uh, not because not spending the money or not taking the money. Yeah, because the it's hot and uh, yeah, keep it cool for a while. But then it just sort of like it gets out that they're the ones that robbed it. It's 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 fucking Bokeem ruins it. Bokeem ruins it because yeah, he he was he's given out hundreds to like parishioners and stuff, and which that that part seems very uh, very altruistic, but also he bought a new Cadillac. Yep. <laughs> well, he is a black man. Yeah, and uh, and the cops catch up with him, and he immediately snitches oh, on yeah. everyone. He he gets stitches. Yeah, uh, snitching ass Cleon. I wrote here. <laughs> So they go to arrest Chris Tucker, but uh, he's used the money on uh, high-end smack and OD'd. Honestly, you could do worse. Yep. You're not in jail. Nope. Um, And then they eventually, yeah, they eventually track down Loren. Is he at his apartment or in the uh, billiards club? At the club. He and Keith David are at the club? club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the cops come in? Cop come get them. And then, uh, so then, yes, yeah, so it gets arrested, 
and he goes to trial, and you get a surprise appearance by Judge Martin Sheen. Judge Ramon Estevez. Ramon Estevez. Yeah, wasn't expecting him. Um, yeah, very random appearance. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, Lorenz Tate's lawyer says... like He, he plays the Vietnam card. Yeah. He's like a decorated yeah, Marine. Like he has a silver star. Like, yeah. he is... A great soldier for America. And he's like, and Martin Sheen. And Martin Sheen, oh my God. Shut the fuck up. I fought in World War II, a A real war. war. Which, what a diss. I got a purple heart. What a fucking. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, (laughs) man, it was, that was nuts. (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy. (laughs) And then he's like, uh, you go to jail for 15 years to life. And, uh. To life? Yeah. And then they show him on the uh, prison bus, and that's the end of the movie, which uh, left me wondering, like, so what's the lesson of this movie? Like, don't be a poor black man, go to Vietnam, come back, not have a lot of opportunities, stage a robbery, get some people killed, and go to jail? Like, don't. Don't do that. That's the correct answer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I wasn't sure at the end of the day. Or yeah. be white. Then you can be a judge. They, or be kind of Mexican, but give yourself a white name, and you can be a judge. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> yeah. So you, I, 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 I couldn't really. Like, it's not like, I don't know if like lesson or moral is the right thing, but like there, there's some movies where I see like. Yeah, like I, I liked and enjoyed that, but like at the end of the day, like what, what was the, what was the point, or what, like what? I guess what did it want to say? I guess was yeah. was my question at the end of it. What do you think it wanted to say? Black on black and me a heart attack. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it said to me that I want to be a cool black guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I want. Yeah, I, I agree That's with that. That's what I wanted. Like it, it seemed like hanging out in that. Uh, in like Keith David's Billiard's place, yeah. like I could hang out there for the rest of my life. Right. It seemed very cool. And just do pop, 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 elbows, pump, fist bumps. Yeah, yeah. Beat up a man yeah. with a micro penis. Uh, yeah, L- listen to awesome music and beat up a man with a micro penis. Yeah. It's fucking sick. God. Terrence Howard, your tiny dick. That's sad. <laughs> uh, did you have anything else on that guy? Uh, the last note. Nope, I just, uh, the last note I made was there was, uh, some pretty decent gore, like the body exploding, the head cut off was pretty good. Yeah, there was a fair bit of, like, there's some good gore in Vietnam and then some good, yeah, just people getting shot in the robbery. But yeah, the Vietnam stuff had some, yeah, some pretty legit, like, shots in the head. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, it was impressive. I'm, I'm glad I finally watched a movie that I, uh, <laughs> that I bought the soundtrack to, uh, uh 27 years ago. Because I, because I bought the soundtrack to every black movie that came out because I was cool. Because you're part black. Because I'm part black. Part black, part white, part orange. Yeah. The perfect uh, triumvirate. Uh, Terrence Howard, tiny penis. Are you looking at it? I am. It's fun, isn't it? It's very funny. It's very small. <laughs> it's very, very funny. <laughs> I like it when a black man's got a smaller penis than me. <laughs> well, you're going to have to put away... Uh, that small penis in uh, in favor we of can't see it, though. in favor of presumably but not proven a different small penis because our last movie which uh, is can we bring it in under five hours? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um. Well, 
our uh, our last movie. We're uh, it's it's funny we're going this late, but we're gonna do a full live commentary of the last movie in full. So uh, so strap in because uh, our last movie is a uh, 2008 uh, requested by Callum slash Circles Forever, uh, the Vern Troyer sex tape. Which we're going to watch, and I'm going to go double up on Drew's mic, and uh, we'll see what we have to say about it. Is doubling up a good idea? Yes. Okay. Next question. I'm feeling it. You're not feeling it. I mean, there's no audible sound. No, it's just it's just sort of uh, white noise. So he is. (laughs) He's he's what? One foot eight. Uh, yeah, I don't know, something like that. He's a, he's a tiny, tiny. So he, he's okay. She's on her back. She's on her back. He's doing the old uh, like. He's burying his face in, in her, her sternum, in her tummy, and uh, just like breathing hard. But yeah. he literally only comes up to just like the middle of her tits. Yeah. And yeah, he and he's often just like full on, like straight face down, yeah. like. And, but then he has to like turn his head or, or come up for air. Yeah. But he, like, like he's doing the work. It's also like he's very embarrassed. He well, he should be. Yes. But so she she's <laughs> but, not really into it. No, she she's been paid a price that she is yep. perhaps uh, regretting not uh, negotiating a little harder. Yeah. Uh, Although apparently it's his ex girlfriend. Oh, interesting. Uh, but yeah, anyways, fun. So, so he, he had to take a little pull out to uh, give himself a little tug. Yeah. And uh, now he's uh, he's barely taller than her bent legs. Yeah. So now we're now we're missionary, and he's got a weird little tummy. <laughs> he does have a weird little tummy. <laughs> he's got that like uh, that like real midget. Uh, Scott, you can't call him midgets. Real. Little person's real little, gut, real little fella. That right, that that tummy, something. That now he's back. At, yeah, he he a little short strokes, but like he, for the most part, he looks like tired and uh, sad. Yeah, well, he's burying and, his yeah, face. Yeah, full the full face berry in her in her tummy. I like that. And like she is she is lying there like a corpse. Yeah, she's not. Yeah, arms are not moving. He's doing, like he's legs doing, up. She's he's staring doing off. all the thrusting. She's not giving anything back. She she does lift her head every now and then to like yeah. check on things to make sure he's alive. Yeah, I think she literally just checked on if he was breathing. Yeah. Oh, and, oh he's it, coming. He's doing a little. Here we go. It's coming. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so she bent up and gave him a kiss on the top of his head, like he, like he was a little like baby, he was a little baby <laughs> like who she just got fucked, who like. just nutted in her. <laughs> And then he bends down and gives her a little pubic mound a kiss. Yeah, that was cute. And uh, then she's like, well, I'm grossed out. Uh, yeah, she, she couldn't <laughs> She couldn't leave the bed and fast that's enough. That's it. I, I, I like that because uh, he, he was kneeling for a little bit for most of it. But then when it was uh, nut time, he, his, <laughs> nut time. <laughs> his little legs uh, like went out straight. Yeah, like, every, like everything tensed. Yeah. It was, uh, it was really good. Was, I'm going to go back to my mic. It was very sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, Winner. The kiss on the head. Jesus Christ. The, the first The time. kiss on the head. Oh, when like, we watched it last week or two weeks ago. Oh my you did, God. You it did a good job, so buddy. so funny. <laughs> uh, 
winner for uh, best pick of this round uh, in, in terms of uh, in terms of do- dollars to minutes. Uh, circles forever, <laughs> number one with a bullet. Good, good job. More, more of you be like him. <laughs> I, I am never gonna be mad at paying full price with a tip, with the tip, uh, for a two minute and forty one second movie. Yeah. Now that's a film. That's a film I'm I'm willing to throw my weight behind. Much like Mini Me <laughs> threw his behind his ex girlfriend. <laughs> Who then uh, he tried to sue over the sex tape, I think. Ooh, interesting. That's right. It, it seems like it's like it was like staged like for like for this yeah. and like he was on board with it. You know that he was born in Sturgis? Oh. Cool guy. Con- <laughs> conceived, born, and raised on the back of a Harley. Yep. Uh, he was 49. That's old. That's old for one of them. And I can say that. I can say that because it's not a race. He was married to somebody. Your mom? <laughs> Funny guy. <laughs> Funny fucking guy. Wait, was that video your mom? Brittany Powell. What's her story? I don't know. She's like an actress or something. Is she German? Is she dead now too? That's Brittany Murphy. Oh, that'd be cool if Minnie Me was married to Brittany Murphy, yep. and 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 they killed each other. <laughs> yep, that that would be pretty fucking cool. I don't think that's the case, but that'd be pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's uh he's been dead since 2018. 2018. 2018. I wonder if um. If filming a sex tape is like a uh, the ring situation, where if you film it uh, ten years later, you die. Oh, he! I forgot he killed. Himself. Or if it's if it's like inheriting the power of the Titans and Attack on Titan, and thirteen years later you die. Maybe makes you think. I forgot he killed himself. I suicide don't... by alcohol poisoning. Oh, that's that's not that's killing your. That's not suicide. That's just having too. He was the stunt double for the baby (laughs) in Baby's Day Out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You you drink yourself to death too. So what what do they have? Like three Mike's Hard Lemonades, and that gave him alcohol poisoning. Yeah, probably. Sad. Gone too soon. Sure. He was he played baby Mighty Joe Young. He's played oh, he played a baby monkey. He played the gorilla in Instinct. Uh, I got to see some of his monkey work. He was he was in Volcano. What? He played the volcano. He was the volcano in Volcano. Yeah. Uh, he was in Bubble Boy. Was he the bubble or the he boy? Bubble. Jake uh, Jelly was the boy. I'm gonna have to look up some Vern Troyer deep cuts. Oh, he's got uh, three posthumous uh, Oscars uh, uh, releases. Wow. Hmm. 2018, 2019, and 2020. What was his 2020? The 420 movie. Sick. He was in Shasta McNasty. Nice. The most 1999 show ever made. Yep. All right, let's wrap this up. We're at 502. 
Uh, we could have got it under five no. you, with with all your with all your bullshit. Shut up! I'll kill you. Uh, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> I'll kill you. Um, yeah, that's fine. We can wrap this up. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna have to figure out how to release this. I don't know, man. I might just do two, the big one. Two half ones, and then they back to back days or something. Maybe two halves. When I uh, when I did the three, the middle one didn't get as much. Ah. But maybe I'll do the two. Maybe do the two. Five, five is fucking aggressive. Yeah, so these will be uh, the All Request Spectacular uh, 3 and 3.5 for this week. Because one, 1 and 2 happened last year. Um, so yeah, so stay tuned for uh, 11 more. If we can knock it out in under five hours next week, uh, awesome. I'm going to kill you if and, we don't. And Drew is going to kill me if we don't. And... Uh, and I think we're going to record that right before we go on a fun trip. Or, hear me out, we, kill we each other. don't record it. Or we don't record it. That's also... All right, uh, thanks for listening to all five hours and five minutes. You did it. If you're somehow thing. still listening and somehow... Uh, if, if you're so much of a super fan, you're still listening, but are so dumb that you forgot to do a request even though you wanted to... Uh, great news. 50 bucks gets you back in the game. PayPal.me slash Now let's go to bed.